0: It's 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 a wonderful movie. I don't ever want to see it again.
1: <laughs> Understandable. Understandable.
2: It's it's it's
0: in a world where laughter was king, on the edge of space... Multicrous speed! Go! Get together, have a few laughs. Masters of the universe. Okay, okay. Here we go. Yes. The moment people have been waiting for. Waiting for patiently. 2019 was a phenomenal year for movies. It really was. Was it not, Adam?
1: It was a great year.
0: What is it about years that like ends in, like decades that end in nine? Have great movies. I don't know what it is. It's true. 1989, one of my favorite movie years. You know, 1999, arguably one of the greatest movie years ever. And song. and 2009 probably had some good movies. There. I think
1: there were some movies in 2009. Yeah, they I remember there movies. being new. I remember there being movies in 2009.
0: But this is 2019, and we are here to talk about our top 10 favorite the top movies. Top 10. We're ranking these things. We're not even just going to reveal 10 movies we like. We're going to take the trouble to these rank are the top. these. And I bet you've probably seen some of these movies. Uh, probably, yeah. I think I've seen some of them. If not, why are you here? I don't even know. Did you stumble across us? Did you? I, did you think I this broke was another in that podcast? Window. <laughs> not you. I know how you oh, got here. Me? You, okay. you climbed up through the to the yeah, ground through the through the, to, the through the to let to let me know my cell service is good as ever. Fantastic. Hey, I'm one of your hosts of the Cinemasters of the Universe, Ron
1: Avis. I'm over here on the left. How you doing? I'm your other <laughs> host. <laughs> Of the <laughs> city masters to the north. I'm Adam Peterson. How you doing? Doing pretty good. Doing. I'm doing awesome. Great. You know, like I've I've been preparing for this like
0: for weeks and for weeks for the whole year. For the whole year, in fact, yes. Like I just started watching all these movies
1: last week. I watched everything <laughs> and yesterday.
0: It's time for white guys dancing to a song. Panning over that nostalgic. fake city. Everybody go ahead. Dolphin, it, you know you want to. It's the feature presentation. I remember the name of this segment. Aren't you impressed? 2019.
1: (laughs) Did you just freestyle that whole thing? I just read the whole thing. (laughs) I was like, if you freestyle that, that's pretty impressive. (laughs) Thanks, man. That was like X to the Z exhibit style freestyling. He's a rapper. Is that a serial? He's a rapper. Oh, yeah, of
0: course. Much uh, like
1: Anthony Mackie. In that was
0: probably the dumbest
1: beauty. thing I've ever done. It was great, though. Okay, thanks. I think it was a fantastic. I think you should do that every time. You have to go back and watch it. <laughs> I got to right freestyle
0: every single feature you, no, presentation. No, yeah, freestyle. Every okay.
1: time we do fe- feature presentation, you got to freestyle. I could probably do that. If I'm re- if that. I'm reading all the Mad Libs for life, <laughs> you're freestyling every time we do a, a feature presentation. Fair enough.
0: There Fair we go. enough. Will, yes. I'm, I'm up to the task.
1: I love making up lyrics to songs. I'm down, man.
0: Okay. So oh, all right. I'm gonna have to probably not gonna need
1: Mitch. Take a break, Mitch. You're a Mitch. You just go wait, ahead. wait, don't, don't wake up, Mitch. No. Stay just, stay asleep. Just put it on your time card that you're taking a 15 right now. <laughs> 15 hour break. Take a 15 hour break.
0: <sighs> oh lordy lordy. Yeah, so we're gonna talk about um man, movies in 2019. How many movies did you end up seeing in 2019 just so that we can qualify you?
1: Uh, I saw 126 movies that were theatrically released in 2019. Damn. I've seen a couple. Ex- I saw. Um, so you're not even counting like Netflix originals? No. Movies that were. Ad- wow. Admittedly, some of them were not released in the United States um, in the okay. theaters. That's okay. Theat- a theater is a theater. That was my qualifications. Like this had to have been released. I looked, I looked them up on Box Office uh, Mojo to ensure that they were theatrically released. I'm
0: really looking forward to this because yeah, 2019 was a pretty awesome year. Yes. Uh some really cool things happened. I, I thought I would start off from the top of the show. We we would talk about the top grossing movies. And you know what? Shit. You know what this let's see. I say that, but let me I, I look I, I wrote this down like a few weeks ago, so it's possible movies have changed around. <sighs> top grossing movies. Cats of No, the not the biggest bombs.
1: That one's made a lot of money, I think. I'm, and I'm doing it's domestic. $12. I don't, I don't do that international. Ooh. Bullcrap. Look at that. That's American right there. That's right. America only. America's <laughs> the only one that counts when it comes
0: to the box office. So this is from the site, thenumbers.com. The numbers. Cause... The numbers.com. So uh, ranking number one was Avengers Endgame. Uh, it pulled in $858 million and some change. Uh, did not, it did not pass The Force Awakens. Less than $100 million shy of The Force Awakens. But it did become the all-time worldwide. Beat the crap out of that stupid Avatar movie. The blue, the blue cats, right? Yeah, yeah. Number well, two it's is
1: an environmental movie with James Cameron. I hate
0: this, and I wish it would change, but it's not. Probably the Lion King was number two. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, five hundred and forty-three million. Pretty, pretty awesome. John Favreau, shout out to him. Uh, you know, it's I, it. It was okay. Like, it's not like I hated the
1: movie. I went to watch it, and I was happy. It was like, I don't feel like that movie deserved to be ranked number two. I, I think. I think the, the problem is um, not that you were expecting it to be different, but the thing was, it was like having. I'm mean, like for kids today, who yeah. even if they've seen the animated one, it's like they have a disconnect because it wasn't really the Lion King that came out when they were a kid. Like this yeah. is the Lion King that came out with our kids. So. I made sure
0: that my, I, I made my kids watch the animated movie first. So and they like both. Yeah, I, I like them fine.
1: Yeah, it was nothing wrong. It's, it. It's
0: okay. It's just you know, and and I, to, I I wanted a little more. Is that fair? Like I, I like the Jungle so. Book. I thought that was a
1: really good movie. They they changed a few things around. They, yeah, they played with it a little bit. The story was a little bit different. And I mean, the Jungle Book, the actual book of stories by Roger Kipling, I think was a collection of 10 different stories. So they had a little bit more subject material to choose from. There you go. But with. it's uh, the
0: kind of stuff you get on the Cinemasters that's what you right get here, from the baby. You get to learn,
1: you get book knowledge yeah, and stuff. That's too. book learning right there, kids. Some movies are based off books. They're based on Did books. Did you know that? Pages with letters on them. You read them. And you come up with ideas in your head, um, but no. The Lion King, unfortunately, was just kind of a replica. I mean, they updated. There were some new songs. Even the op- like the opening scene was like shot oh, for shot. Yeah, I was like, I, it was an impressive movie though. Like I, yeah. I dug how it was made. Favreau did a great job with yeah. it. Um, you know, there were other Disney animated classics that Disney did a live action version of this year that were probably huge pieces of crap. <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> I haven't uh, seen them. We'll All. talk
0: about it probably. Uh um, probably. Ooh, will we talk about it for a we should. Will you disown me? Yeah. Okay. Number three was Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Star Wars. Which is still earning money, so you never know. it's I, it's, a lot of money. it's not gonna probably not gonna pass the Lion King because it's it's what's it it's, at domestically? Uh four hundred and seventy eight million. That so, seems unlikely you know, at this point. Yeah, it's it's, it's still a good sixty five mil behind the yeah. Lion King. I don't know if it's gonna get there. Uh number four was Frozen Two. Uh 459 million. I enjoyed enjoyed it fine. Uh right behind that was another animated Disney film. Uh Toy Story 4, 434 so far, all five of the top. Disney did well in 2019. Okay, did you hear? Uh and and Disney also released Captain Marvel, which is sixth. Uh 426 million. People forget about that, maybe. It came out so long ago. Came out in March, right? Uh also Disney released number seven. Uh, the Spider Man Far From Home, which made 390 million. Uh, can you guess the studio that put out the eighth movie? Disney. <laughs> Aladdin, actually, yeah. Uh, which is the other fine film you were just referring to. Yes, home, I it? called it a piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> a piece of blue crap. Yeah.
1: 355
0: seen it. million, which is shocking. I, I thought that movie was going to bomb hard for sure. Uh, it should have. But you know I'll be honest. I enjoyed it. My kids enjoyed it. You know, it, it was, I, I
1: liked it okay. I uh, Disney sent me an email the other day. Um, <laughs> Stop just, talking shit about Aladdin. Disney sent me an email. It was like, hey, guess what? If you have Disney Plus, you know what's on Disney Plus now? Aladdin, the live action one. You could watch it anytime you want. I know. And you they sent do the that. same
0: email, email to me, and I said, yippee.
1: And, and when I saw it, I was like, guess what? I have access to this. I can watch it whenever I want. And you know what I'm going to do? Not watch it ever. <laughs> ever, ever, well, ever, that's ever. It's your ever.
0: prerogative, sir, as Bobby Brown. Ever. Said. Uh, first number 9 is our first non Disney movie which is incredible. Uh Joker uh, which made 334 million so it it just it just missed overtaking a but lot. But
1: is the highest grossing R rated movie including international of And all time. it's the first billion dollar R rated yes. movie isn't it? If I'm Until Deadpool three
0: comes out, <laughs> possibly, and number ten, another non Disney movie, Jumanji: The Next Level, uh, made two hundred and fifty seven million. So, holy crap! I mean, we uh, the top ten movies all grossed over two hundred and fifty million Demi- dollars, and they say the box office is
1: is in trouble. I don't see how. I do. I do think what this to me, because um, I know there's there's a lot of people that are like, "Boo! Disney owns everything." Yeah. Um, I, I I'm. They I, also paid for it. And, and I think, I mean, like, there's I, I, I take issue with Disney on some things. And you know what? Bob Iger and I, you know, we we defer on certain paths. I know you guys,
0: you, you typically <sighs>
1: have lunch dates on yes. Wednesdays. Yes. And you uh, discuss many of things. We do. Movies we come get, up from time to from time. From time to time. And sometimes he listens to me, sometimes he doesn't. But you don't like to talk politics on no. your
0: Wednesday lunch dates. No.
1: It's light. We like to keep it light. You like to just talk about the Big Bang Theory, mainly. Yeah. It's a phenomenal show. Great show. 12 seasons. Loved every one of them. You watch Young Sheldon? I do. I would like to start watching I need, I need to catch up on something. I have both seasons on DVD. I,
0: I saw a promo for that the other day, and I was like, you know what? I'd like to start watching that. For the 80s nostalgia alone, there's the, got to be some.
1: The kid that plays him does a great job with Sheldon. I know they've had overlap um, with him in The Big Bang. Um, no kidding. Which is great. And Good then stuff. Laurie Metcalf, who plays Sheldon's mom in Big Bang Theory, her daughter plays the younger version of her. And young Sheldon, which I think is cool, looks just like her, yeah.
0: But, anyways, th- those were your top 10 movies of the year,
1: so you know, there were some good
0: flicks in there. They,
1: I, I, I'm for for the box, because I, I think that what I was, um, what I was gonna say to your point of you know, people are saying the, the, oh, sorry, yeah, no, were, the, the box office. I think the thing is, I think blockbusters are doing, are still doing well. I think people flock to theaters for blockbusters. I am curious because there are so many movies that are released throughout the year, how this will impact, because I think. Once you get outside of the blockbuster movies, yeah. I think a lot of the ones that are kind of what you would consider like mid-level movies, like decent quality movies, but not like blockbuster movies, your comedies I think are going to be pretty standard. I mm-hmm. mean comedies usually recoup and make a little bit of money. Um,
0: I feel like the studios are yeah, – they're they're releasing fewer movies. Yeah and they're they're putting they're they're pulling most of their budgets to the the larger, larger film and yeah.
1: hoping that that blockbuster yeah. can you know make hit it big cuz that's that's where they're bringing I mean Disney and Disney is dominating that obviously eight of the top 10 domestic Yeah it's groups. like I'm thinking like those of the you know how
0: many movies that Disney release overall I mean yeah like they eight of those movies were in the they, top eight
1: they're doing not pretty good not bad
0: not bad the mouse is not wanting for cheese no
1: yeah. at all and I, I think, uh, you know, because um, people also have that. They're like, oh, they're just buying up everything. They're creating this monopoly with studios that they've owned. It's like, yeah, but the thing is, like, they're making such good movies. Yeah. What's It would the be
0: different if they were buying up the movies and shoveling out crap. They're well, actually putting – they're investing –
1: in their investments. One of one of an idea I saw the other day when I was on the internet's um, that I, I would I would oh, kind of like you take your sanity
0: into your own hands. It when is you go on the internet when you go
1: out into the internet's mm-hmm. it is it is a it is a, a wasteland of, of nothingness and memes. It is um, the and, memes are okay and though. people's opinions. There's oh, a lot of those out That's
0: where you there. mess up. Is everybody's got the right one.
1: Uh, but I, I did see I did see an interesting idea that I kind of agreed with. I okay. didn't agree with the uh, the delivery that they were going for, but they were saying with all of these studios um, buying up properties a la Disney, what would be interesting would be to take movies that bombed before because they just weren't made well and make them with Disney abilities. The their example, and I think they were fans of the book series, was Aragon, which I didn't see. Hmm. But they're like, oh, Aragon would have been a great movie if a a major studio would have made it well. Take it one step further. Get Kevin Feige to produce it. Yeah. If he
0: could just produce every movie, we'd have like wall-to-wall awesome stuff. Oh, my
1: goodness. Yeah. The man knows how to make good movies. Big, good movies.
0: If only he'd produced Whimsical Font, the movie. Was that this year or last year? That was last year. Damn it. It
1: Who's one of my favorites? Now, when I don't
0: show up, when it doesn't show up on your list, I'll know why. Okay, so so what we'll do is we'll start from ten to one. I thought we would go ten to one, and um, you know there there's got to be some overlap. Uh, there
1: probably will be.
0: So you know, whoever whoever gets whoever says it, let you know. Like you have your say, then you know, like the other person can have their say, or we can just kind of go into it. We can we can double team that. We'll go with the flow. I like what you did.
1: <laughs> I was ready with with something to add to that, and then you kind of snuck I something. Said, in there.
0: Yeah. And you know, we'll 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 throw in a couple honorable mentions, I guess, yep. at the end, yeah, so that we don't spoil anything, yep. you know, like list wise. But I gotta say, you know, like I I I, I didn't get in as many movies as you. I didn't count them. But <clears throat> I, I'd say I got a I'm, I'm pretty proud of, of the movies That I did see I want to crack open a drink here A, a tasty tasty peace. Podcast beer
1: Podcast water Podcast water Because <laughs> mm. one of us is driving home Because I drink And I know things Nailed it
0: <laughs> Finally after like three episodes Yes one of us didn't say something really bad. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, but we'll we'll throw in some honorable mentions at the end because I yes. feel really bad about a couple of my movies not making the top ten. So I'm I'm hoping we can cheat a little and maybe throw in a few words. I, I have I have three honorable mentions. I could have had a lot more, but I, there were three. wow. You actually. you actually used a little bit of restraint. I did. I, I've got I like tried. five honorable. mentions. I could have had more. Uh, and Usually. who knows? Maybe I, mean, I, I think one. I think one of my. Honorable mentions will make your top 10. Okay. That's my prediction, so I'll get to talk about it then. Yes. Um, but, you know, since I, I kicked things off in our stalemate episode of Trivia Junket in the last episode, okay. our mini episode, although it still went over an hour, because <laughs> yes. we give you value, yes. we give you quantity, not quality. Exactly. That's what we do. That's what we do. That's what we're all about. Uh, but I'd like you to go first with your number 10. All right. Number 10. And a full year, man. It was a good full year. year. I got to say, it's a really
1: f- good year. Yes, it really was.
0: Movies all, all uh, year long, good movies.
1: They're, yeah. Um, and I know, because I've, I've used the term in years past, in uh, podcast past uh, January, it was not a, a term I coined. I picked it up from a, a buddy of mine. Um, it's a good one. Dumpuary (laughs) is is uh, is what January was often uh, titled, and I feel like they really are beginning to kind of shed that notion. There are a number of good movies that are coming out this January. Well, I think studios are trying to find months
0: they can take advantage of, like like what what months is Disney not owning? Yeah, January. We go after. Let's try January. January. So yeah, and in, in this January is going to be 2020 January is going to be kind of competitive already. There's man.
1: yeah, there's an I mean, there's a number of films that are coming out this month that I think will do well. Um, and I'm kind of excited about that. So are
0: you telling me one of your one of dumpy areas, one of 2019's dumpy orie movies was your number 10?
1: Um, I, I think I, I fe- it was if it wasn't Dumb it was I, I, think, I think it was okay. I probably should have um put down when this came out. I did not do that either. Uh, <laughs> so, but I remember it being early in the year. Okay. Um, it was uh, I think it might be my favorite Kevin Hart movie to date. Okay, is the Upside with Kevin Hart and oh, uh, Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. Okay. I wow.
0: Wow. Okay. I have not seen that, it and was, now I will check it out.
1: It was I. I thought especially because um, I, I like I like when actors, as he's still Kevin Hart in the movie. It's not like he plays a totally different. He's character. not not going to be Kevin Hart. But I I like when actors, especially comedic actors, are able to kind of subvert your expectations by giving you a performance that's more than just them telling jokes. A little extra. Uh, and I feel like he really did that. Brian, you know Brian Cranston has become more of a household name. Um, you know he's he's grown in stature and fame over the ever since Breaking <laughs> Bad <Ben. clears throat> that really put him on the map. Yeah. Um, But I I felt like, uh, because it's based on... Wadley. Tim (laughs) Wadley. You're an anti-dentite, aren't
0: you? I am not an (laughs) anti-dentite. You're a raving anti-dentite, Jerry.
1: We're going way back on that one.
0: (laughs) Seinfeld podcast. Yes. It's what we do.
1: This is... We tricked you. At least at we end.
0: didn't make you wait the whole podcast. Yes, we to you.
1: Reveal what the true. Yes, is a Seinfeld is podcast.
0: <sighs> There's probably not very many Seinfeld podcasts out
1: there. We could nah, totally elbow. I think our, we would we, dominate that, uh, that whole industry for sure. Yes. For sure. Um, but yeah, so I mean, the I thought I thought it was uh, a really great flick uh, based on the true story. I'm trying to think. Nicole Kidman was in it as well. She had a, a smaller role, but um, it was just it was a, it was a really good story. I mean, it's it's not necessarily a story that's never been told. No, um, oh, what's the story about? He, uh, Brian Cranston, plays uh, quadriplegic. He's in a wheelchair. Yeah. Um, and he's looking for an assistant. <clears throat> and he's a very wealthy guy. Mm-hmm. Um, needs has I mean all has all of his needs that need to be tend, you know, tended to by by an assistant. And so Kevin Hart is—he's um, an ex-con. Um, he uh, believe if I remember, it's been a little while since I've watched it, but I think he had just gotten out of prison, was trying to kind of put things back together, and accidentally stumbled upon. He was—he thought he was going for a different job interview, and ended up in the interview for this. And as it goes, um, Brian Cranston's character was interviewing all of these—you know—people that had all this experience with home healthcare and all mm-hmm. of this stuff, very highly qualified. Because they
0: always hire ex-cons.
1: And so he liked Kevin Hart because Kevin Hart just kind of told it to him how it was. Mm. And so... Which is how rich white people like Exactly. It. They like that. Yeah. They're big fans. Always people used to kissing their ass. Exactly. Anyway. That's, that's how white people are. <laughs> Stupid white people. <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> just a couple of white broads. Are... Hey, white broads podcast. Uh.
0: <laughs> I want to do that. I want to like not do a video version of that. <laughs> <laughs> Where's a couple of white broads here, you see? Yeah. Or do I want to dress and drag? I don't know. <clears throat> that's a, that's I kinda do, do now sometimes. that I think about it. Um sexy white broad.
1: Just a couple of big boned white broads. <laughs> <laughs> We're making hefty sexy. <laughs> <All
0: right. laughs> Woo! So yeah, so when you so when you saw this movie way back in Dumpy Warrior, did you like
1: instantly take note? And go like this this is a front runner for my top ten. When 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 I saw it, I, I was uh, I I, w- I will not say that I was like all right, this is going to be in the top ten, but as I was going back through, because uh, I use uh, there's a DVD release um, website right. that I that kind of is where I keep on top of that's a primary source for me, and so I, I, I knew that you want to plug that site. Uh, I think it's DVDsreleasedates.com. I, and you would go to a DVD website, yeah? Because I, kind of I thing. purchase a lot of DVDs. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Standard definition. Standard. The vast majority of what I purchase is on Blu-ray. I'm a little bit of a Blu-ray, okay. Blu-ray snob because
0: it's getting really tricky to get DVDs. There, though, there are right? things.
1: There a, a, a lot of TV series, especially ones that are you know a little off the beaten path, um, yeah. aren't usually available on Blu-ray. Yeah. And some films are only released on DVD, which is obnoxious. That when, is obnoxious. Because I, I, I watch a lot of mainstream stuff, but I also watch a lot of... All a, the Marvel movies refuse the to go yes. high definition. All of my Marvel movies are actually on beta. Weird. <laughs> I had to really work for that. Track them down one by one. Real to real. It's like a quest. I had to go on a quest for those. That's a movie. That sounds like a good... Uh, we should write that. We should write that movie. A guy goes on a quest for Betamax versions of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> Just a couple of guys looking for Betamax. A couple of big bone Just a white, broads. Of white broads looking for Betamax copies of the MCU. I feel saying. like big bone white broads, big bone I white like that. that would like look that. good on a t shirt, too. We should get it on starts that. it. Starts at extra large, you can't get a medium, no,
0: right? <laughs> extra large is the small, that's the small. Extra large <laughs> is our small, that's how it goes. All right, maybe so, you think uh, I was like, who? who is the most famous big bone white broad you could think of to, that would shill our t shirts?
1: Um. Once upon a time, it might have been Roseanne until she started taking. Uh, what's that? Is uh, Delta
0: Burke still considered? Like, is it me? She's great. Uh, she's she's a, great. I love that Delta Burke. She's
1: a she's, she's a, a fantastic lovely woman, white broad.
0: All right, I'm gonna see if she's available.
1: Yeah, <laughs> let's get.
0: Why? Why? Why did I do that? That's because I'm a, I'm a fat because guy. Because we love Delta Burke. I do. I do. There's nothing wrong with that. That's right. I love Delta Burke. I think she. I have confidence in her that she could sell a lot of our T-shirts. Oh yeah. It'd be a fantastic investment. If there's five people out there looking for that shirt, she could reach all five of them. Yeah, with, she, you know, she, she's,
1: she's still relevant. Yes, I'm guessing designing women, sugar beggars. There's Everyone a knows lot sugar of there's beggars. a lot of channels that I don't watch that she could be like anchoring right now. Oh, she's she's dominating a lot of universes. I think in in many respects, definitely. So. Okay, Delta Burke, the Upside. So
0: so the upside.
1: The upside, Delta Burke, watch it. No, she's not <laughs> in it.
0: She's not in. <laughs> no, That's but I'm two. just saying. Watch the upside upside. and support Delta Burke. And support
1: Delta Burke to find find out where she's at. Let's
0: see. I'm going to go to IMDb right now. Look up Delta Burke. Or going to look up. I'm going to look up up Delta Burke. Delta Burke. And I'm going to see what she's doing. Surprisingly, she's known for designing women. Yes. Uh, She was in What Women Want. I don't remember that. Okay. So when when is the last? I'm so glad she's not dead. That would have been the thing. Like, oh, Delta. Oh, (laughs) Oh, I would have hated that. Hmm. Okay, so she was in Dolly Parton's Heartstrings. One episode. came out. I I would have thought that would have been a movie, but it's actually a series. 2004. So there you go. She was in before. Oh, well, she came out of retirement to do that. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Before that, she was in 2012, something called Counterculture. And before that, she was in 2009's Drop Dead Diva. What did I tell you? 2009. 2009 great ending films. in 9 great decades films. ending in okay good good stuff good yeah. stuff all right should we move on to my let's number let's do it let's do your number, number 10. 10 so number 10 is a movie that i didn't think was going to be worthwhile necessarily because i think i was i almost fell victim to the hate the haters telling me that like this actor's movies aren't really worthwhile anymore and uh, i'm so glad i didn't because it ended up being one of the biggest surprises for me of the year, and I had to put it in my top ten list. It's a comedy starring Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron called The Long Shot. I thought you were going to go with Gemini Man. It might still be in my list. I hope it's not. It was really not a comedy though. So. <laughs> it
1: <laughs> it might have been. It a was le- laughable. It was- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Will Smith. Bam. I used to love you. No, you didn't. Right. Oh, I did at one point. <laughs> You sing, rag on Will. I used Will. to sing that Wild Wild West. All the, the time. thing is, the thing is, what happened? He you did, would sing the Wild Wild he West. Didn't and not, go away not like, long enough. Okay, all right. Like Woody Harrelson made he really just crappy movies. You should have stayed on movies. TV. You should have stayed on TV, Will Smith. He the, like he just kept making crappy movies, and yeah. no one stopped him. And it wasn't like it's was like it, for a lot of people. It was like with okay, Sam. Okay, you're almost Will like,
0: Smith, I guess.
1: Like just keep making whatever. <laughs> I'm happy that he's had a little bit of a resurgence
0: yeah I okay suppose. but no the long shot starring seth rogan uh so he pl- it's you've seen it right yes, it's, it's absolutely it. hilarious I had to go out and buy it. it's so funny and and it made me remember like you know what seth rogan's a pretty reliable uh filmmaker
1: that uh, i i i stand by it that is my favorite seth rogan performance it's actually number six on my list fantastic yeah wow spoiler there you yeah. go I so love nine
0: that. for me six for you uh, and it it started up higher and it kept getting shoved down a little bit because you know I saw a lot of movies I scores in a lot of movies in the last two or three weeks yes so they it kind of got pushed down but it, it made the top ten yes. and I was like I'm watching this and I finished and it's like it's so good and I really loved O'Shea Jackson Jr. Oh, he was fantastic he was great too he played like you know little little Cube. yeah little, little Ice Cube played played his uh, best buddy. Yes. And uh and, and I he had a really really re- memorable little speech at the oh, end of the man. movie. He was that reveal was fantastic. He reveals that he's a Republican. <laughs> and like Seth Rogen who plays he he's a writer. He writes for one of the like, you know, like like liberal like type site. It's like yeah. liberal leanings. so he, you know, he's and nothing against liberals at all, you know? Almost yeah. political. Almost political. I I have liberal leanings myself, but to find out his best friend is is a Republican was it was a funny scene. You'd well, have to see it in context too, because it comes towards the end of the movie when he
1: has like a moment. That that scene to me really pushed because I loved it up until that point, anyways. But that scene really he was pushed Christian and Republican. It pushed well because in in that scene, what I love. What well, do
0: you think this cross I wore is about for? <laughs> you people wear those. <laughs>
1: Well, it was it was so great because like for cause Seth Rogen is he's a liberal guy. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, but it was it was one like I felt like because when I was compiling my top ten, I take into consideration things like okay, you know, did I, I did I love the movie? Like I just I love this movie. Yeah, you know, it's, so, once again subverting your your uh, expectations. Yeah,
0: Seth Rogen is he is definitely known for a certain style of comedy. Yeah. And all some of that is definitely in this movie, yes. so it's gonna it's gonna keep the fans of Seth Rogen oh, yeah. happy. Yeah, uh, but he he really does perform give a really good performance. You know, like there's there's like
1: some sad scenes, like he oh, really yeah.
0: gets to like
1: you know show some range. And I th- I think that was what was so nice is in this like there was the funny Seth Rogen. And there was a good there was a good story there. I mean, even even just like uh, you know adhering to your principles, like that was a big tenet of his. Like, all right, uh, you know, I'll, I'm on board with this as long as this isn't just like a a, a show.
0: Well, yeah, like so he, he's a writer who loo- he he quits his job because you know his his the the website is bought by some you know some fox. some ga-
1: It's a it's a fox take-off. fox news kind yeah, of thing, it's a Right. Fox right. News
0: so he quits. And uh, he's looking for a job, and yeah, uh, Charlie Sterling is oh god, and it has a great. I didn't realize that he was in it, but um, oh Jesus Christ, what's his name? Uh, played the president. Oh, Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. Oden- he was great. He
1: was so good. Yeah, he plays. He plays like a TV president. He was a TV president who was elected to the actual president. Exactly. Exactly. And he's only going to serve one term because he wants to get. He into wants movies. to be, in, he wants to that get into was movies.
0: Fantastic. <laughs> He's giving up the presidency to get into film. So, yeah, and Charlize, uh, Charlize Theron is like a young up-and-comer, C-O-M-E-R this time. She's a young up-and-comer coming politician who she's plays the, his, his
1: secretary Secretary
0: of state. of state. So she decides she's going to, she she learns, uh, you know, through the grapevine. Well, through him. Through him, yeah. yeah he's that, not. He, that he's not going to run for a second term. And so he gives her that heads up and he's going to, you know, he's going to go ahead and give her his support. And uh, so she's going to run and she's like, it's all about running a clean campaign. You know, yeah. she's got a uh, June Diane Raphael who is great in yes. this too, who plays like her top advisor. Yep. And, you know, it's, it's, all about like, how, how can we get like your image score to like a hundred? Yeah. You know, and there's really funny scenes where she's like, okay, you you know, like your appearance is like a 95 and like sense of humor is like, you know, it's like a, it's like an 82. So, that's where Seth Roken comes in. She hires him just to punch up her speeches to incorporate some humor. And he ends up becoming like the writer. Yeah. Because, you know, they, they kind of like, you know, they're, they're spending time together, yep. campaigning, getting to know one another and they fall in love, but in a really like organic way, yeah. it doesn't at all feel like, you know, like Starly's Theron, she's played the hot love interest of some schlubby comics. Yes. It like, you know, a million ways to die in the West. Yep. You know, like, it's not that like Seth uh, McFarlane. McFarlane's like an ugly guy, but you know he's Charlie's Theron's too pretty for him. Yeah, <laughs> he's too pretty for like ninety eight percent of the world. Yeah. So you know you, you think like okay, Seth Rogan and a Seth Rogan movie is gonna be gonna get the girl, but it happens in a in a really believable and way.
1: it's it's a, kind of a, a sweet, feels, meaningful kind of way. Too. Yeah, it
0: feels so like, earned, and they clash. They do they do the whole thing where they clash, and but not too much. I love the scene where they're like under attack and yes. at the embassy or whatever, and that they're down great. in the basement and like Seth, like he's just hyperventilating he's and being—he's freaking out—and out, you're know, like, it, it's, it's this is really good. I just love the movie, and he loses the girl, and like you know that, and then there's like the cum guy, and like, <laughs> I just watch, just watch it. it, just watch, watch it. it. I, I don't even know how to summarize this thing without trying to like regurgitate all the best because I can't do it justice. But it's really funny. It deserves a watch. And, it you know, it, it could have been higher on my list, but I, it landed at number 10. Long shot. A long shot to be in anybody's top 10 list of 2019. That was a good pun. Whew. Nailed it. And seen. Okay. Bow. So there's some overlap already. Oh, yeah. We got overlap. We're starting with overlap. yeah. Boom. So that means I'm cheating you guys of a movie that That's we're right. reveal.
1: Okay. But we have honorable mentions. We do. We do. You're going to get some value.
0: Number right. nine for you, sir.
1: This, this, uh, and I don't know. This one, there could be overlap on this one. I don't know. Okay, because this, um, this is the uh, the third installment in a popular franchise that mm. I really, 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 really was looking forward to and really, 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 really enjoyed. Um, about a man whose dog gets killed, and it doesn't set well with him. How um, to Train Your Dragon. Yes. <laughs> How to Train Your Dragon. No. Uh,
0: yeah. John uh, Wick Three. Parabellum. Yes, not not. It did not, uh, and it didn't even make my honorable mentions. That's how strong well, 2019 was. And, and it's, it and started out. It started out of my list. It kept getting bumped down.
1: And I was, I was like, all right, John, because I'm a. John Wick three. It, it pains me to say, but of the three, I think it is the weakest. However, mm-hmm. within that criticism, it's still an incredible. I mean, it made my top ten, so it's still uh, an impressive movie. It's. It, I mean, like the action was. I mean, because one of the things I've really come to appreciate, especially with action movies, because I think they get they get crapped on a lot um, for just being action movies, mm-hmm. um, is the choreography oh of, gosh. and it's like the the low. I mean, like when you think about like. 80s action movies and 90s action movies that we love but we kind of I mean, like we love because we joke on them a little bit but they're still i mean like if uh you know if blood sport comes on you're watching it yeah i mean everybody loves Bloodsport, but it's when i was like okay there's some choreography there but the rest of the movies you know right um, it,
0: it's 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 all like suspension of disbelief yeah Comic booky type stuff.
1: And and the John Wick franchise is going in this way to where it started out in something that was kind of like a revenge thriller, which is very popular nowadays. And it's morphed into this, there's this whole universe of you know, of that's great. Thieves and hitmen and criminals. And, but I just I I love Keanu. Um, you know, this is in a lot of ways it's been the year of Keanu. He's got more stuff coming. It really has. Oh my Everybody's so looking forward to that. Everybody like loved dead. Keanu this year. Yeah, and uh, it's gonna be in an awesome game, Cyberpunk 2047. Looking forward he's to that. Just he's such a good guy too. Like yeah. you just, I mean, like you hear stories about him, and you're like, this guy's just such a good guy. And he's in. The, he's on he he makes like the rounds of Twitter Instagram like daily like,
0: yeah he was eating an ice cream cone with a dude or something like he was just like sitting alone eating an ice cream cone you know he dates a he dates a girl who like by lots of people's accounts like maybe he's like too pot like too famous to be seen like well, after you know, like, and she's like his same
1: age, which is so weird,
0: incredible. What? And like, she's gray, and like, oh my god,
1: it's yeah. like he's dating a woman that he act- like. It's not like, oh, this will help my career. But or my point is, empowered. he's not
0: Leonardo DiCaprio. No, he he's not. Just
1: a- he's not trying to like date out of his like age range. Like, he's just a normal dude. And and the, like he does. I mean, like he doesn't play all of the Hollywood games too. He's just like, I'm just Keanu. Yeah. I'm just. He's gonna do Keanu. He's been doing Keanu in like Hollywood every five
0: or 10 years just comes back to him. It was like, you're, you're still Keanu, right? Okay, good. Yeah. We got and some
1: cool stuff for you to be in. Cause that's the Keanu Reeves is to me, the, is like the ultimate cool guy. Yeah. He's, he, I mean, and he, I mean, he was in so many, like he popped up in so many places in 2019 that you he wouldn't really expect did. him. You're like, he popped up at E3. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> like out of nowhere, he's which is a gaming video fan. game. And he was in the, the, uh, um, Netflix movie with Ali Wong and Randall Park. Oh, um, yeah, always yeah. be my baby, I think, wasn't it? I didn't see that, but it I was, was he was great it. in it. And was, I mean, it was like Keanu Reeves. What but then he shows
0: up as Duke Kaboom, he shows up as in Toy Story Caboom. 4, you know? So, like, he's and you, people just want to put Keanu
1: Reeves he's in, his in stuff. the SpongeBob trailer, which that movie comes out this year. You're like, <laughs> <Yeah>. What <laughs> Keanu <laughs> Reeves is everywhere, but like, you're not, you're, you're not like, Oh my gosh, this guy's everywhere. I wish he would just go away. You're like, Oh, it's more Keanu. I'm happy about it. Yeah. So yeah I was like John Wick 3 is like as I was evaluating the list I was like I I mean I have to put this in here and it's like admittedly it goes towards you know the lower end of my list because there were so many great movies <laughs> right, that came right. out But I was like, I just like "Ah, I can't not have Keanu on my list. I really like so good. I I like that it was like you know they're they're stuck
0: in the uh, hotel. Yep. And it's Ian McShane and and Keanu and what's this Lance Reddick like the he's kind of the concierge. Yeah, the concierge like you know Ian McShane's number two. I, I just really enjoyed all of their scenes together. Oh yeah. And how like you know John Wick would fall back to that room. You know like. Ian McShane's like comfortably drinking his like cognac or whatever in the room, yeah, he's just chilling as like you know, what's he calling all throughout the movies? Um, I'm trying to remember now. Yeah, I can't think. Baba Duke. That's what it was. (laughs) But it's something like (laughs) Baba Yaga. Bobby Yeager, there you yes, go. The boogeyman, right, right, so good. And I like how the John Wick movies, like you could watch them all three movies in a row. How they just, there's like no seams to those, like
1: they just continue. And he, he, we had in the second one, and he reprised the role. Lawrence Fishburne was back, which yep. is so he was the the uh, the king of the Bowery. Yep, um, which he is, was good.
0: And then Angela Houston was awesome. And, yep, and I really dug the whole like you know because like he's always redeeming. Like you you just know him as this like son of a bitch. Yeah in his early part of his career and he's he got himself out, but he's like he was such a prolific killer. He has all of these things, you know, to like redeem, to stay
1: alive in these newer movies. I was I was reading through a list of um, just insane um, like little elements of the movies. And it may have been from the first one or the second one. It was either from the first to the second or the second to third. I can't remember. But in in that franchise, one of the things they did because the timeline is as as uh close as it is like mm. the movies are stretched out over several years, but the, the time that they go is relatively close in range. Right. Um, and the streets outside of the continental, they made sure that they parked the same cars in the same order. Oh, I love that. For attention continuity. To detail. I was like, Oh, that's so, and, and uh, cause that, um, David, uh, Lich, who directed Deadpool, uh, to, big fan. I mean, he's directed a lot of great stuff. He's been a part of the, that franchise. He's directed the Terminator. Yeah. He's a um yeah. he's a he's a, I mean, just a, he started as a stunt coordinator. And one of yeah. the things that I've always loved about that franchise is as much, as many guns as John Wick goes through, they, one of those attention to detail things is he was never going to fire more bullets than that gun could hold. That mm. was one of those, like if this gun legitimately holds 15 rounds after 15 shots, it's going to be out and you're going to know that. So there's just a lot of attention to detail. There were missteps in the third one I wish that they would have done different uh, when he's getting his, his ass kicked by the two um, the two guys right before he fights Mark Dacascos. I was really yeah. hoping that that scene was going to be you know, like he's strategically getting his ass kicked so that when he fights Mark Dacascos, it's like he's mentally mapped out the room. I right. really wish that's how they would have played yeah. out. It didn't. So it just looked like he was getting his ass kicked. And I'm like, wow. Oh. You're John Wick, though. Yeah, you shouldn't but, be getting your ass kicked like this. But he, I mean, admittedly, he had kicked a lot of ass up until that point. So it's yeah. like, okay, you know what? He and he's always, a- he always just seems so wounded all the yeah. time. He's always getting like sewn up, fixed up. He's, because that's one of, that was one of the things with Bruce Willis in his movies. I was like, Bruce Willis gets to the point where it's like, he's too bloody. He's been, he's gotten shot too many times. Yeah. And Keanu, like he he is, he's just like, he's indestructible. Is he. How is he still fighting? It's like, he's been shot and stabbed at the beginning of the movie. By the end, he's like, yeah, I've been shot and stabbed a few times. But that I thought was Halle like, Berry held her own oh, with, she was, with the dogs. Yep.
0: You know, like, I, I questioned that. It's yeah. Like, it's like, Halle are they just trying to sneak a name in? But See, she took it pretty seriously. With,
1: with her, because she's one of the ones, like, she was big a while ago. And when you got around to, like, Swordfish time, was it, like, early 2000s? Once she showed it, her top off. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, like, when she did Swordfish and Monster's Ball, like, she got her award for Monster's Ball. Yeah. Um. But it was it was when I was like, she was kind of on the decline. Like, she was such a property for so long. And I was like, yeah. oh. Then she was in a bunch of crappy movies. She went away. She but, was Storm in a couple movies. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but she came, like, that's the thing. Like, she yeah. went away for a little while, and she came back in Kingsman, and then she came back in That's a in shame,
0: this. because Monster Ball is awesome. It really is a good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. She's really good in that. Yeah. And de- deserved the Oscar that year. Yes. Uh, but yeah, John Wick 3 Parabellum. Wick 3. I, 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 I really dug it. Yeah. Um, trying to think of some scenes to stand I like I like I like they were getting a fourth one yeah you it'll know? keep making them yeah, the the scenes them. on the motorcycle
1: was I mean I'm like how do they film this stuff somebody somebody redid that scene with lightsabers
0: <laughs> and It was fantastic because lightsabers makes every oh my scene
1: gosh. that it much that, cooler. It just elevated it. It was, oh.
0: but you know what I mean. It's like I, I like he's like fighting on yeah. the motorcycles, and I'm like, this looks so good. And you know, like another another scene that I'm reminded of was Fallout because like all the stunts that Tom yep. Cruise was doing and like all that the seemingly long shots of yes. him on the bike. That scene, like that scene, felt more realistic. But the but he wasn't doing the fighting that John yeah. Wick was doing on these yep. bikes. Like so cool. That's a worthy number nine. Yes. Glad it's on your list, because unfortunately, I wouldn't have brought it up. That's how we balance out the world. Just like The Force. Yes. Light side, dark side. John Wick Which
1: one of us is who? It doesn't
0: matter. Okay. (laughs) Because it doesn't matter. Okay, moving on to my number nine. Your number nine. Let's see here. Uh, So, yeah. So, my number nine was, uh, at one point, controversially, was probably... (gasps) <laughs> my favorite I would have deemed it my favorite Marvel movie of the year. But I, I've had a change of heart on that. Uh but I love it. And it's, you know, obviously it's in my top ten, I've seen a lot of movies. Uh Spider-Man Far From Home. Um it it's, you know, it, it just feels good. It's a fun time. It came after the the you know Avengers Endgame, which was so damn heavy. Yeah. I needed Spider Man Far From Home because it kind of like there it, it gave you that like you know levity or whatever that yep. that was required for something like that. And you got, you know, Captain Marvel earlier in the year and that that was fun Endgame, game heavy, you know, people die and all that stuff. Great Boom movie. And then, you know, Spider-Man Far From Home comes out and it continues from Avengers in yes. game. And you know, it's sort of the passing of the torch which we almost didn't get. Yeah. If it weren't for a drunken crying phone call. Thank you Tom Holland. <laughs> Thanks for jumping on that grenade, Thank buddy. Thank you Tom Holland's liver. Thank you, Disney and Sony, for deciding, hey, we like money. Yeah. Um, but you know, it it I I, I really enjoyed uh the uh Mysterio character. Yes. I, I thought that, that that was well done. Jake uh, Jake
1: Gyllenhaal's always awesome.
0: He's he's always awesome, but you know, like it's again, it's like, are you just trying to sneak a name in? The, is did, are you doing this just because suddenly Jake Gyllenhaal wants some of that marble money or whatever? That,
1: that is I mean, that is a legitimate concern because I mean, but at this point when we're Twenty, you know, through Endgame is twenty three movies. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, you got um, what's his
0: face, Christian Bale, like talking about being in the next yep. Thor movie. It's like I get that same feeling. It's like you got a here is a prestige guy who's suddenly in a Marvel movie. And it's like everybody wants to be in these Marvel movies, and I get it. Want to get that Marvel money? Get that Marvel money, baby. Um, but he he was great. Yeah. It. I I really enjoyed his character. Like I don't know if I don't know anything about Mysterio. Spider-Man's not my, you know, not my big thing, but I mean, I enjoy Spider-Man. I know that Mysterio is like one of, you know, the bigger villains, but, you know, I, I really enjoyed how they were able to pull in, f- like, past Marvel movies yes. in the MCU and, and create this character, like, they, they, like, behind the scenes, like, you know, like, the, the part with Tony Stark, you know, he reveals that he's, he, like, you know, like, why he's upset, and he he's... <laughs> right, he was using Tony Stark. You know, he pushed Tony like Tony for all the good that he does. He steps on a lot of toes, and that's why this organization was is, was born. Yep. And you know, you had like what's his
1: face from uh, Iron Man Two, uh, who oh, was yeah. Ralphie,
0: right? Wasn't that Ralphie? Uh,
1: in in uh, Far From Home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Yeah.
0: Um, I didn't even notice that. Laura pointed that. Yep. Out. She's like, isn't that Ralphie? Because like the eyes.
1: Yeah, no, I'm trying I know. I to like his is, name.
0: I know I can't think of his name either, but you know what I'm talking. But he, he's he's friends with John Favreau. Yes. So that's the connection. Shocking. Yeah. Ref- oh, can you just fit your buddies in. Like when that's when awesome. <laughs> when is oh gosh, what's his face? When his his big buddy who's in like the big oh, buddies.
1: Um, uh, now that you d- <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey, hey Alexa, wake up. <laughs>
1: Hey, get over here, Alexa. We got come, some questions for on. you. Come on, he was in Vince the wedding. He Vince was in the wedding planner, not the wedding
0: planner. Yeah, Vaughan, not the wedding planner. not yes, the wedding planner. Yeah, that was Jalen. Damn it! God dang! Blast it! Yes, yeah. When's he going to be in a Marvel movie? I want to know. He should be in one. He, he should be. be. He could be a big guy, a big big bouncer bruiser yeah. guy. He could be like a you know like a mid level boss type guy they defeat. He could he could do it. He's got a sarcastic tongue. Yeah, he's quick witted. <sighs> if they can get Michael Keaton to be the Vulture, they can get him to do something. I shouldn't have said that. Michael Keaton's like a god.
1: Well, and one he's of, amazing. One of the things that I like about also in a Spider-Man movie. Yes. He's a Spider Man guy. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things I like about these new Spider Man. Because, you know, Tom Holland's our third iteration of Spider Man in, you know, modern movie times. And they've all been good. And yeah, man, people are really drawn to Tom Holland. He's a very, he plays Spider Man very, he's a likable character. He's funny. He's engaging. Yeah. He's, he's, he's good. I mean, he like, he gives, uh, and especially as his character has grown throughout this, the MCU. Yeah. Tobey
0: Maguire was like a,
1: you know, like, that was like, that was like a home run. Yeah. He, he, I mean, in 2003. I think it was when that came out. Yeah. Uh, 2002, 2003, uh, when we had no Marvel movies, when superhero movies weren't a thing. And then all of a sudden, here comes Sam Raimi with Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire, like, holy crap, what what just happened? (laughs) Right, right. We have a good... We have a good superhero movie, and I, I, I loved, I, I still loved Andrew Garfield. I, I think the studio took yeah, too many. He was
0: like a, he was
1: like a double. He, he, he wasn't like a, he didn't strike out or anything. No, some people really, really, really don't like him. I'm like he, I, I thought he played the character in a, in the the most meaningful, sarcastic way, which yeah. is one of the tenets of Spider Man that uh, Tom Holland and. Um, Toby Maguire really wasn't able to hit. The, yeah, the sarcasm yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, a, is a big part of Spider-Man's character. He's just too sappy. Yeah, he's just too Toby Maguire. Yeah, and <laughs> and Tom Holland he he plays like this plucky little kid. Yeah, really, really. He's the well. most. He, he's the most believable high schooler. Yeah, you know, which he's not going to be in high school anymore. No, so but that's going to make me
0: sad in the next one.
1: He he nails that character so well. And, but I, I like that they've. I mean, like because Quentin Beck, who plays who's Mysterio. He was a, he was a special effects movie guy in the comics. I mean that was he. Oh, so he's a okay. he's a spurned. Um, he really has no overlap with with Spider Man other than he just starts committing crimes because he's pissed that he was let go from a studio. Cool, <clears throat> but well, that
0: I, that makes sense. Okay,
1: but it, what I like is a little Marvel history. They're repurposing these characters because there's so many people like with when we in our uh, last um, actual podcast we did about uh, Star Wars. The Star Wars fandom, they really like to crap on things when things aren't exactly as they expect. Right. And what I'm liking out of Marvel fans is there's a lot more leeway that they're giving Marvel to say, you know what, we understand this is how it was in the comics or this is how it is in the source material. They're writing
0: material. Thing, they're like it's frustrating when a writer writes the themselves out of a situation. Yeah. You know, like and it's obvious, but Yes. Marvel's doing it in the best way. Like they're they're writing they're writing in characters. Yes. In ways that don't make you angry. No. And like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense that, like, some people who, like, would – Tony would upset. Yeah, Because he's a he's a glory-hogging me- yes. megalomaniac.
1: And, the, I mean, the Spider-Man universe, I mean, like, it, when you think of all the external struggles that, you know, they're having with Sony as far as, you know, Spider-Man's not in the MCU, so they have limitations. They've worked around a lot of those issues really well. Yeah. And, I mean, they've delivered two movies that are fantastic. Now we know we're going to get more, thankfully. Which Um, is frustrating
0: because, you know, Star Wars doesn't have those limitations. No.
1: It's like completely open. They can do whatever
0: they want to do. Yeah. They should have opened up all that, like, you know, extended universe stuff. They shouldn't have shut that down and called it, what do they call it, Legends or something? Yeah. Why? There's so many, there's so much rich, you know, uh, storytelling that they could have drawn
1: from, but they didn't. No, it's like in Star Wars, you literally have the entire, I mean, you would say in in a galaxy a long, you know, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away- a galaxy, there's, you yeah. know an infinite. Disney, number of galaxies. you own it. Like if you, there's something you want, you don't have to be creative to get yeah, it. Just take it. Yeah, you own the infinite galaxies of Star Wars. I was like, and, and Star Wars is continually kind of painted in this one little corner. It's like Marvel has found a great way to appease their fans, bring in new fans, yeah. and just I mean, you know, with with Endgame, I mean, taking the number one spot. You know, I, I was so glad that it did because it was. I'm biased, but it was such a good movie. And to be the culmination. you but you're fair. Yeah. To be the culmination of a 23 film arc, you know, and you, I mean, that, that number of characters, that number of actors that you're managing, the story you've developed. I was like, it, this movie is deserving of that honor to be the number one grossing movie.
0: Never around. once does it feel like too much. No. Or too little.
1: You're like this movie. I just watched it again on, uh, last night yesterday afternoon Star Wars or uh, Avengers Avengers not Endgame. Star Wars uh Spider-Man is whatever I, <clears throat> I watched Avengers Endgame again yesterday and I was just like this I mean this whole franchise and I mean Spider and I think that's the thing with the character Spider-Man like he's like we I feel like every person can connect to Spider-Man Regardless, like I he's love just his such relationship an accessible with Tony Stark, character. man. It's so good. It's so perfect. And that was that was such a great cornerstone of this movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, the you know, you have the end game, and you have the you know how that ends, and it's just so heavy. And then you have Spider Man come back, and you had some really, I mean, there's and I love how Beck pretends to be like a friend. Yes, and
0: you know, on one hand, he really does feel sorry for him, and he he, I feel like he genuinely felt really bad that he may have to kill Spider Man. Yes. Because uh, you know he just wouldn't go away, but you know he he's he's taking advantage of his yes. guilt and sad. Like he just wants to be like a regular kid, and I mean like that's uh, Jake Gyllenhaal can pull that off. Not a, not a lot of people like no. so. You know, well done, Jake Gyllenhaal. You
1: you I and and he he didn't die, right? He he lived. I I, I think I think he's he survived it. I think because there's, I think there was some conjectures like did he, did he not? I really but, do like the idea of a Sinister Six type movie, uh, and you could still technically get that, I guess. I because I th- in in the first one, you have the Vultures, the primary yep. character, he's, and he's in jail. They so have he's still they around. have Scorpion, which they alluded to. He right. was in the mix. Yep. Now you have Mysterio, and I was I was really hoping because it was a theory I read at one point that they that uh, uh, Fury um, was going to be Chameleon in disguise. Which, mm. given how given how the universe now goes within the MCU, and we have the Skrulls, we got something like that. Yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> I'm I'm kind of curious. Like, okay, you've repurposed these characters in different ways than we expect. Could we have a rogue Skrull? Because that was the whole twist in Captain Marvel, uh, which hopefully I'm not subverting. You know, a, a higher spot on your list, but in Captain Marvel, of the Skrulls, and that was one of the big things for that movie. People were like, "Wait a minute, the Skrulls are good. Skrulls have always been bad. Right. The Skrulls are good. So now you have you could have the you could have a rogue scroll be the chameleon character, and now you have introduced hmm. four of the six in a way that people aren't like, oh, you're just making – like that was the thing with The Amazing Spider-Man 2 was, okay, this this whole yeah. movie is just a setup for the next Sinister Six movie. They right? they just couldn't help themselves. Yeah, they're like, they oh, just couldn't help we just want to take advantage of it. We want to get a Sinister Six. Like, oh,
0: we, we, the first one was a hit. We got we to gotta do it. Let's yeah. do it.
1: <laughs> Let's make a universe. And that's what other studios do wrong. That's what Marvel does right is they're like, no, no, no in time if it works we can yeah but you know yeah i mean you guys have probably all seen spider-man far
0: from home it's it's if you it's haven't, you should it's it's light it's not too heavy it's heavy in, in just the right ways uh it's got a satisfying ending and satisfying. Uh, a good setup for you know the next spider-man so, yes. Man movie so that's right. all i can really ask for in a second in a series of three spider-man movies yes and we're gonna get the Daily Bugle and Jay Jonah Jameson. Yes, and, you know that's that's gonna be great. And may, hopefully, maybe Doc Ock or something. I'm keeping my favorite. that would be a great one. I would
1: love that. Okay, what's your number eight? This one, I think there's, I think there's a good chance this one could overlap. Okay. With your list. Okay. Um, and I initially, I felt like this one should have been higher, but I think <laughs> it, it was the same kind of thing. It just kind of kept getting pushed down because yeah. there were other stuff that I yeah, really right. enjoyed. It happens. Uh, but this one is a DC movie. Oddly enough, Mm -hmm. that, Mm -hmm. you know, as much as I, as much as I crap on DC movies. Admit it. It's good. It was fantastic. Joker. (laughs) It's my number three. Yeah. It was, (laughs) it was, and I, like, as much as I crap on DC movies, this is kind of like, I'm not walking back because I still really hate a lot of DC stuff. But you you dig on Batman. I dig on Batman. He totally gets a pass because it's just such a rich, great universe. But A big part of my problem is more with the studios managing this because I wish DC fans got the same caliber movies that Marvel fans got because I appreciate comic fans. Yeah. And DC fans just get crap movies so often. So it's like they want they want it to be
0: good so bad. They have
1: characters that I mean, a lot of the characters overlap with Marvel characters. So it's like you guys should be getting just like I'm not gonna go watch them because I don't like the characters, but you guys should be getting good movies too. It sucks that studio, the Warner Brothers can't just Get themselves a Kevin Feige and make a bunch of really great DC movies.
0: And complicating things a little bit, muddying the waters oh. and like the perspective, of some is that a lot of these movies make a lot of money. Yeah. But it's like they just keep making enough money to make more movies, but they yeah. don't learn the lessons that no. need to be learned. And I'm hoping that Joker will turn the tide. And yeah, I have high hopes for the Harley Quinn movie. Yeah. That's I think I saw the second trailer the other day, and I, you know, I think I messaged you. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling good. I like the vibe.
1: Yeah, I think I think it'll do well. Yeah. Um, I, I hope that they give more meat to her character, um, just because I think Margot Robbie is a. I mean, she plays. She's the perfect cast for it. She's really uh, invested in this character. Yeah, in, in a way that like Ryan Reynolds is really getting is yeah. invested
0: in Deadpool. So I think she's. I, I hope that she can be like the centerpiece but let the other uh yeah. birds or whatever you know like breathe and yeah. and, ha- and become fulfilled characters because like there's some interesting you know you got like rosie perez and like yeah. uh I haven't seen elizabeth winstead and yes you know like so there's some interesting actors around her they're not just huge names no. and at the center of it all the villain is
1: you know ewan mcgregor so it's like huh it's interesting, and he's—I mean, he's—he's he's having that kind of comeback. I mean, I know he—we did our Doctor Sleep episode, and I mean, we both really enjoyed that. His performance was great. It was. I know he's got Obi Wan coming, you know, down he's the road got a with series Disney. Series so coming he's, with Disney. He's got. I have all the faith that that'll be good. He's fan. He, I mean, Obi Wan. I think probably may have may be his greatest character he ever did. He um, he was very good with it, yes. with the Obi. He did he did well. It's it's a one it's of the one of the big, bright
0: highlights of that of the prequels. Oh for yeah. Sure.
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah. But um, Joker. <clears> yeah.
0: Back to Joker.
1: I mean, it was, I mean like, because, I mean, it's, it's kind of the joke now, but like, you know, DC's like, oh, everything's going to be dark and gritty. And I was no. like, this was just the right amount of dark and gritty with like, uh, with a sympathetic villain that you felt, he was, he, at one point, I mean, like he was kind of like, he went from hero to villain. You knew that he was going to be the Joker, mm-hmm. but for a good part of the buildup of the movie, like you were rooting for him. And that's, you know, when you take a step back, you're like, well, I shouldn't really be rooting for the Joker. I know how this but, is going to turn out. But it's like, but you like, there's so many things that made Maybe him. Maybe he won't be the Joker. <laughs> he, what, what they did is they made so many of his qualities things that people could relate to. It's like, okay, you ever just feel like the world just kind of taking a huge dump on you? And I was like, he just kept getting knocked down when, and for no good reason. I mean, like he, you know, Arthur Fleck is a, he's a good guy. I think a lot of people, a lot of us
0: out there know a person in real life like Arthur Fleck. Yeah. He's, he's odd. Yeah. He's He's odd. He's not the type of person you'd ever want to really befriend. And he, he had so few friends. Yeah. Real true friends his mother was probably the biggest. And like, even like as a heartbreaking turn at the end of the movie, when he does murder her, because, you know, she lied to him for so long and uh, like allowed him to be uh, physically abused and and emotionally and mentally abused. Uh, Having, you know, like in creating the condition or whatever, like how much was that, how much was that created by her and her, you know, negligence as a parent And, and you, you, I like how you mentioned that like DC tries to, you know, they, they try to, they, they, their trade is darkness. Well, this movie was made in the, in the early eighties, Yeah, late, is it late seventies, early eighties? I think it
1: was set in 1980.
0: Yeah. So New York is like, or Gotham. Yeah. Which is a metaphor for New York. Exactly. It was at its like. Probably like the last point in history, like around that time, is when it was not. I don't want to say it's, it's dirtiest because gangs of New York
1: was probably like at its dirtiest, but and, in a in a, a time frame that we could relate to. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Like that. This is back when like Times Square was like porno f- theaters, yeah, it and it was
1: just a pit. Y-
0: yeah, urine smell. And, yeah, it like, was all just
1: that disgusting stuff. and crime ridden, and
0: so like I really loved how like the the style like. The, the time period was just great. Like it wasn't like nostalgic, fun, nostalgia. Yeah. It was like gritty, like, you know, like a great, a great place. It was like, not a great place, but it, you can understand where the Joker would come from out yeah. of this. So, you know, yeah, it, it, it it's like, he's again, I go back to like, you say he's like a good guy, but he's just a disturbed individual yeah. who gets, who just keeps getting pushed. And, you know, it's, it's like, yeah, I can see how he becomes the Joker, and he's just like he's like beaten down like a couple of times in the movie, uh, but his transformation into the Joker was so like perfect. It it, it when he I, snaps.
1: I I thought I thought that Todd Phillips did a really great job because I th- I think there's a lot about the story that was a pretty substantial indictment on the way that um, our culture today treats uh, mental illness. Like it's when I was like. You know, I, I think, and even doing it, it wasn't gratuitous in the movie. It was nice because, like, all right, he was he was kind of sh- it was it was kind of like he was pulling away the mask of okay. You know, people don't talk about going to therapy. People don't talk about oh, I'm I'm on some medication to help even me out. People don't talk about those things because there's such a stigma. And I think you know when you see Arthur um, sitting in the office with the woman, he's like, you don't, you're not even listening to me. Yeah. And I was like, and even within that character, it was not that she was unsympathetic to him, but it was just like, I'm so restrained by this system. Yeah. That I'm, I liked
0: how she was real with him. In that yeah.
1: point. it could have been easy for her to just been like another person to yeah. push
0: him. But you know, she, she, it, it, they could have done that, but they didn't.
1: Yeah. And it was, it just, it worked. And I think that was, you know like uh, one of uh, one of the critiques i have of a lot of, of like the uh, the val kilmer and the um, george clooney batman you have characters in those movies cuz all of the ba- um, um, a lot of the batman villains are just regular people that have some kind of event or series of events that drive yeah. them to crime
0: there's a there's a there's <clears throat>
1: just enough sympathy yeah and with arthur fleck in this movie you're like what makes it so much more accessible is the fact that like you know he's not like some total freak and it's not like in you know with the Riddler in Batman Forever, where he's kind of you know, he's a quirky guy already and then like, Oh, we're not gonna fund your project and he goes insane and starts yeah. killing people. It's right, like okay, right. that's too much of a stretch. Right? right, right. With Arthur you have this progression. And it's If like, only Darth Vader could have had like
0: Anakin Skywalker could yes. have had that type of progression, you know. See seeing him getting picked
1: on a little bit on a subway yeah. or
0: something. I don't know. <laughs> well,
1: It. it, I mean, in two in two hours, they achieved what Star Wars tried to do in two movies. Well, that's right, and you got it. They didn't, and in this movie, Todd Phillips really did. I mean, like he went insane. I mean, he became fully engulfed in 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 that character. Anyway, we we have a
0: whole review of the yes. Joker. You guys could we go could back go on and watch. For it we re- I really could, but I, yeah. I'm trying to keep in mind that we do actually have a review. So go yes. go back, check it out, watch it. It's 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 not that many episodes ago. No. So anyways, right. uh, so yeah, that that was uh, your number was eight? eight and eight. my number three. Yes. And man, the Joker. Just one more thing. Like, I Joker was getting pushed down a little bit, but then it, it came out recently. Yes. And I rewatched, it and I was like, no. Yep. You got to this. I, my initial gut instinct was like this could be the number one movie of the year for me. I need to rewatch, and it. I watched it a bunch. A bunch of other really good movies, and it started getting knocked down. Then I watched it again, and I was like, "No, this movie deserves
1: its place." Its place. Yep.
0: Okay, number eight for me. Yes. Yeah. So my my eighth movie. We you know we just did an episode on it too. So I'm not going to spend a whole bunch of time on it since we've already talked. You know, talked about it at length, but uh, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker was my number eight. I wanted it to be so much higher. Yes. Uh, you know, like after seeing the trailer and knowing that JJ was going to do it and being such a big fan of The Last Jedi, uh, I was so pumped and psyched and I was ready for it to be like my number one movie. Uh, but in the end, it's just a fine it's movie. It's a good movie. It's a fine movie. Yeah. You know, it's, I, I'm not going to. It's not going to be the Star Wars movie I go back and watch all the time. Yeah, that's still going to be the first three movies. Yep. So it unfortunately it didn't do it, but it, it's still well. It's still well enough made, uh, and 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 it, it it circles back around to some interesting things. You know, like it's still fun, and I still enjoy it, and I still will rewatch it. Yes. A big thing with me and my lists is this: a movie that I can rewatch multiple times. Exactly. I got it's got to be that. It, it can't just be a movie like. I'll say, for example, like a movie like Logan. Yes, I'm just like, man, that was a phenomenal movie. Still, only seen it once because it was so heavy. I watched it twice, opening night. It it's so good. It's like I, but is it in my top ten list? Like I just, I don't want to watch it anymore.
1: Yeah, it's 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 a it's a hard one to rewatch. I mean, like it's you're, you know, it's you, a weird thing for me. Yeah. You know, like I I you know like that movie deserves to be in your top five at least. It's, it's a like, great film, right? But it's like one of those where it's like, you know, uh Citizen Kane. Everybody so many people who review Citizen Kane as one of the greatest movies of all time. But it's like how often you're like, Hey, who wants to watch Citizen Kane? It's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, Doctor Zivago. Oh, it's a great movie. It's like, yeah, but it's like point three is plus I'm
0: not hours. a professional critic. I yeah. I gotta I gotta know that. Yeah. I gotta be mean. I'm yep. I'm picking movies that I wanna love and watch, rewatch like. yeah. again and again and again. That's just how I do it. And I think that's what makes us a little bit different than some of the other guys out there. Totally, totally. That's why we're better. More yes. you should listen to
1: us and watch yeah. us. Anyways, your number seven, my number seven. Um, I
0: noticed that Star Wars didn't make your top ten. Star Wars
1: did not make my top. I, I thought it, I'm same same opinion. It was a fine movie, and I had it on my list waiting to see if I was going to score it in the top ten or not. Mm-hmm. And it ultimately, came down to. I mean, it would probably would have, if I would have gone a little bit deeper than the three honorable mentions I have, it probably would have made the top five on okay. honorable mentions. But Fair enough. I was like, it's a fun, good movie. Nothing yeah. wrong with it. People will crap on it's it. It's just Star another Star Wars, Wars movie. Star Wars fans don't like <laughs> Star Wars movies.
0: But <laughs> I do. I like. Yeah, Star
1: Wars the movies. the hardcore Star Wars fans like ten minutes of Empire, and that's it. Um,
0: <laughs> so yeah.
1: Just like you said, yeah. Before. Rise of Skywalker is a
0: good entertaining yeah. movie. It's it's not perfect, but it can never. It is campy. Yeah. There's there's two. No- they've dug themselves around. Too. They've dug too many holes for themselves.
1: Even even with Empire, it's when like if you want to say if you sit and watch Empire, you can pick Empire part two. Yeah, you could. You can. They're all they're great movies about space. They're fun. Yeah. Except for Attack of the Clown, which sucks. Awful. <clears throat> All right. So my number seven. Yeah. Sad. Um, this one I wasn't. Uh, I was excited. Like everybody went nuts the day of the trailer the, of this came out. But after the movie actually came out, I didn't hear it from anybody who went and saw it. Um, and it was the movie about Mister Rogers with Tom Hanks. A mm-hmm. beautiful day in the neighborhood. I'm so glad this is in your list. Um, I it was one of like uh, Mister Rogers. For me, it, I mean, like, everybody grew up with Mr. Rogers. It was one of those things, like, when I was, I mean, my mom will tell stories about, you know, when I was two years old watching Mr. Rogers, and I yeah. would get excited. It's like, oh, neighbor's coming wow. on. And I would just sit there. I'd eat my bologna sandwich for lunch. Mm. <laughs> <And> I would. <laughs> she I fried would, up for you ever? <clears throat> nope, just a yeah, regular okay. bologna sandwich. Okay. And she would turn neighbor on, and I would mm-hmm. sit there in my high chair, and I'd watch neighbor. And she, she, she tells the stories of, like, I would interact as if it was just me and him. And it was—it's mm-hmm. when I was like, so, Mr. Rogers—he has that place in everybody's heart. But it was when I was like, when I was like, oh, Mr. Rogers, I gotta go see this. And I wanted to see it when it first came out. I was glad I was able to catch it before it left theaters. Yeah, because um, it—it's one of those like, Tom Hanks did a great job as Mr. Rogers. He was uh, so good. I don't think I would have. I mean, I don't. I, I mean, I—I I can't think of anyone like if you're like, hey, recast Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. I'd be like, I can't. I, I hope he gets a nod for Best Actor. Uh, yeah. I hope he does. Because he, deserves he, he it. became
0: Mr. Rogers. I, I, I felt like he was Mr. Rogers. And, and the scenes where he's puppeting. Yes. And you saw like the behind the scenes oh. stuff. I mean, holy shit, that was so good. This this movie broke my heart. It it made me cry numerous times.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was it was so like um and the thing is, like, which the, is why it didn't make my top ten. It, it too too much, too the, much. The the thing about it that I loved is like, they they build it as what it seemed like it was going to be a a, um, a movie just about Mister Rogers, a, a biopic right. of Mister Rogers. Yes. Um, and it turned out it really wasn't. It like, really it was it. the story of the writer from Esquire and how Mister Rogers changed his life. Yeah. Which yeah. After like at first, I was like, huh. It was when I was like, okay, you. I had an expectation. That maybe you, you know, the people who made it set up didn't, I, I don't know. But what you gave me, I think I liked even more than just if I knew that this is Mr. Rogers. I was going to say, because they did what they did, I yes. liked it more. I think I would have enjoyed it
0: if it was what I thought it was going to yeah. be. But because of how they framed it, and even like the scenes where like they had like the Mr. Rager, Mr. Rogers toy like neighborhood. Yes. Where they would change yes. scenes. So well done, man. I,
1: I thought I thought there was a great little fun way to, to keep... Keep that that central theme of Mister Rogers, you know, like all. It was like, oh, here's the planes landing. Yes, and I was like, it was like that's, that's just a cute. fun way to transition from scene to scene. And I loved, I loved when he when he takes um, Tom, was it Tom? I can't remember. if so, Tom yeah. was the name of the writer in the movie right. or in the real life? But he takes him to the the Chinese. Was that restaurant.
0: Laura Dern that was his editor, or was that some other actor?
1: Uh, that was Christine Laddie. Oh, okay. okay. Um, <clears throat> but uh, well, because she gives him the assignment yes. because he's this kind
0: of like blowhard writer, kind of like, kind of like a Seth Rogen, but without the sense of humor. Yeah.
1: He's like always digging for the, the, like the, The real story. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, what's the what? You know, you want me to write a story about Mister Rogers? What's who's the real Mister Rogers? Right, and he continuously is trying to dig that person out, and he he just he can't. Yeah, he can't because he's not.
0: He gets frustrated with him in that one scene, which is a really good scene. And for a moment, Mister Rogers is like Tom Hanks. He's 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 there's that hurt in his eye when he mentions the scene about. I bet it was hard for your sons to grow up as Mister Rogers as your dad. Yes, and. You could you could tell like for a minute there and I thought it was a really good bit of acting that he it, it almost got to him it yes. almost
1: broke him down but he refused it made him such a real person yeah it's like it's so easy to put Mr Rogers up on this pedestal and like 99.9% of the time when we put those people up on a pedestal it doesn't take but an article in a magazine or a newspaper you know or, or online or something to be like oh wait a minute you really like this guy but here's the real story yeah. and it just tears him apart. I was like, I liked it because the expectation that this he's, Tom Hanks is like, like God, that guy. He's like, okay, <laughs> this guy is just a good guy. I mean, like, you like you want him to be bad. Lloyd
0: so can, was his name. Sorry, Lord. yeah,
1: okay, yeah, Lloyd Vogel. Um, yeah, I think the writer's name in real life, his name was Tom. Mm. Um, but the when when they're in the Chinese restaurant together, and he's like, I'd like to take a minute to just be quiet and think about oh all the. Gosh, it's like, yeah. and when Tom Hanks looks directly into the camera, and you're like. You're sitting there. It's like you're in a movie th- – I was in the movie theater, so I was quiet anyways. But it was like you find yourself like, oh, my gosh, like Tom Hanks, Mr. Rogers is like I'm doing this with you. And like he's he's just looking straight at you. And like you don't – you feel totally comfortable but totally exposed at the same time. It was just like I loved that moment because it was like the the way that it, was, it was supposed to be done. was It was supposed to be a minute. Yeah. But like he – I think Tom Hanks was the one that made the choice to like look directly into the camera. I love
0: that like everyone <gasps> – Everyone knows that Mr. Rodger, they're aware of Mr. Rogers' uh, presence in the diner. Yes, but the, like everyone, also everyone takes does a minute. The same, they're like, yeah,
1: <laughs> like I'm going to do this too. What a
0: what a presence this guy! Like, and oh. I was also really um, pleasantly surprised at the subway scene, which kind of it kind of came across yes. as hokey, you know, where the little the little girls are singing. They start singing. Well, but but when you see that whole scene unfold in context, it's r- another really heartwarming oh my gosh. scene. You know, we're like, it, it's like, that. like, I wish, I wish they'd let that trailer play out a little bit more yeah. in that scene to see it, like, but I mean,
1: it's, how do you, how do you cut a trailer for this movie? Yeah. I like, feel
0: like the trailer didn't do the movie justice. No,
1: it, 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 it created enough interest in, I, I, cause that, that was, that was my thing. Is like, I had no real, even from the internet where I get a lot of my movie news, like I wasn't seeing reviews, wasn't seeing people talk about it, mm. even just like people, you know, anecdotally. You know, in in my sphere of influence, like and nobody was saying, like, "Oh, I went to see Mister Rogers; yeah. it was great." Like I didn't. My have assumption that.
0: was is that it was just okay.
1: Yeah. So, and but but at the heart of the movie, the, the reason why
0: it was like it hit so hard, like so hard at home for me, was like the relationship between Lloyd and his dad, yep. played by Chris Cooper, who kind of you know great performance. You know, it's set up. It really is. It's set up early, and he's just this like asshole, douchebag dad who's yep. been absent his whole life. And as the movie unfolds, you start to learn why Lloyd hates him so much. Yep. Because he ran out on it when he was a kid and his mother uh, had cancer and died, and he was holding on to that. And I love the, the another part that like made me cry is like when he, he was having that weird psychedelic y kind of yeah. trip. And then he but in part of it it was like a real Star Lord moment. Yeah. When like his mom was like, Don't I don't need you to do that.
1: Yeah. That you was know?
0: it's like she's like it's like he was letting himself let that let hurt that, go. Yeah. And then slowly but surely, and it doesn't happen right away. It's not like he rushes right out and no. tries to have a relationship with his dad. You know, it it turns out that like well it, it was it was such a uncomfortable, awkward moment when like he just shows up. Yeah. And he's got his like this new uh woman yeah. who he's been with apparently for a long time, who he never even told. Because no. he has that scene it was like, Did my dad ever even tell you about me and my sister? No. Not yeah. until just recently. Yep. So like I'm having like me and my dad moments, you know, because like I, my dad was with a woman for a long time and never told her about me. And, like we ran into each other, like in a mall or something one day. And like she was, you know, like I'm like, hey, dad. And like she, she didn't know. So like, oh man, she caught him in that moment. Was, like, oh, you have another kid that I didn't even know about. Oh man. And like, which I didn't learn about until years later. So it's just like, wow, this is really like, Awesome. That hits home right there that had, that kind of hits home and like it kind of like i'm still estranged and like they had the you know like there's that res there's the resolution at the end yeah. where they kind of patch things up at the last minute it's like i could still do that with my dad if i wanted to and he's like you know he's had he has a scene with his wife when he's like he's so you know he's he has so many walls built up and he finally like he apologizes to his yeah. wife because, like, he just, like, runs off and leaves her with his dad sick the hospital, in the hospital, yeah. right? And, you know, he finally, like, breaks down, and he's like, my dad is dying. Yeah. You know, like, it's like, all of, like, I mean, I couldn't even tell you how many times, like, I'm like, fuck, I'm crying again. Yeah, like, <laughs>
1: that's what that movie is, like, here, you want to come cry for two hours? Yeah. Do it. Sponsored by Kleenex. Yes. But it does, I mean, like, it, yeah. it makes you feel everything. Like, yeah. You can- it's like Coco.
0: It's like, I've only seen that movie once. Yes. Made me cry. It's yeah. Like, like, damn you for making me Stop. feel, feelings. <laughs> but it's great. It really is. I, and I, I recommend Coco. And I recommend A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood because yes. it's a, it's, it's, it's got so much heart. Oh, it does. It has the most heart of any movie of 2019. Uh, yeah, I, I would agree with that.
1: Cool. All right. All well. right. So that's my number seven. I'm glad you mentioned it. I Had a feeling you would.
0: That's the one I thought for sure you would bring. Yes. To. Okay. So my number seven. Uh number seven is the last movie of 2019 I saw. And when I saw it, I, I texted you and I said, I'm just sitting out in the parking lot. Okay. And I, I just said, wow. And I was like, all I said was like, I got to figure out what I want to do with this movie. Because <laughs> I have a lot of feelings about it. Yes. It's, it's Sam Mendez's 1917. Phenomenal. <laughs> a movie that for months it seemingly for months has been praised like, yeah. you know, like movie, movies will get shown to, to theaters. It, it was a slow rollout. It came out in 2019 technically, Christmas. but it didn't come out like nationwide until, until just this, this, this yeah, just this past Friday. And I was like, I want to see it cause it's going to qualify and I want to yeah. watch it. And I've, I've held the spot in my top 10 to put it in just in case it was what people said and, All the time, like I'll I'll see a movie that gets high rankings, high ratings, you know, critically acclaimed, and I see it, and I'm like, "Eh, I don't. There's there's lots of examples I could point to. Uncut gems. (laughs) That was that was another moment where you're like, I'm in my car, and I need a I need a pros What did you say? I need need a Prozac or something. All right, it was was just a fever dream of tension. I saw it too, and it was the most like tense, like pace filled movie unnecessarily. Yeah, well we we can always yeah. talk about that yes. in the future. Uh, but that's a great example. Again, a cut gems and a lot of people's top 10 of the year and I'm like, okay, well I mean, critics, I can understand why. Not a lot of people really good performances in this movie, but like the movie itself is like I don't ever want to see this again. 1917 I think is my I think it's going to win the Oscar for best picture. I I kind of feel like it should. It it is made in such a way that I was in awe watching it. Yeah it it's made to look like it's a single like uncut scene. one continuous shot. Yeah, yeah, it, it's not, and you can totally see where the you you can tell where they would do tricks to. If
1: you look closely and you know what you're looking for, you can find the seams. Right,
0: but but I, I was watching, you know, I remember like messages like I haven't wanted to like see a movie's extras and in Blu-ray yeah. commentaries. In a long time, and this is one that I was like, I gotta see how they made this movie. I'm so curious, and I've been finding some things online, and I'm I'm even more in awe of it. You know, it's like wow, a lot of those scenes were filmed like like you know like the part where he's in the river and he's like i'm like this has got to be all cg or something like no shit like he he actually fell down oh wow a waterfall Uh, not not like the big one but i mean like oh wow yeah he he was in a river and like falling over an edge like it was insane oh my gosh that is crazy it it is really wild uh, there, there were some miniature shots that they did, like you know the part where, uh, and we, we should just end up doing a review on this. We really I, should. I don't want to. I don't want to just sit here. Go, go see nineteen seventeen. Yeah. It, it, it is the finest made movie of two thousand nineteen in yeah. my in my book. Now the reason it's not higher is because I don't know how many times I want to watch it. It yeah. is so tense and it portrays war in such a gritty way with the dead bodies laying yes. everywhere. Uh, just I. I don't want to spoil things because we didn't say this was going to be like a spoiler thing. You there? It should be obvious from watching the trailers, but there is a point in the movie where I was like, I didn't really see that coming. Yeah. And it changes the movie a lot. Yes. I know what you're talking about. Right. So I don't want to talk about that. Scene, yeah. But I will say that the part in the trailer when the 1917 is like fading yeah, and he's, and he's running, running along, that is one of the. Best
1: most well paid off scenes oh my in a gosh. movie like that. That's man, that that was so emotional. It was great the way they they integrated that in like the first trailer I saw, that was a part of it. And yeah, I liked that was that a shot. It, it was liked, a cool shot. I liked that shot. It was one at that time I was like, okay, another war movie. Right. It looks cool. Guy running across the field. <sighs> I you know? don't I don't know if I'll catch it or not, but it looks cool. I saw the second trailer and I saw a little bit more of the heart of the story, and I was like, right. Oh, okay. I might actually want to see this. Is this
0: like Saving Private Ryan? It's this like, is Saving this, Private Ryan, isn't this it? This
1: could be really. And, and I it's, it's funny cuz this is the third um World War 1 movie I've watched in like the last couple of weeks. And uh, that's cool cuz like we all we get are World War 2 movies. Everybody makes World War 2 movies. Yeah. World War One is one of those movies, and in the eighties
0: and early nineties, it was all about Vietnam.
1: Yeah, I was like, you don't get a lot of World War One movies, and I was like, with with this, I was like, okay, this you is, need to. This is a, fa- I mean, like, there's, and I think the thing is, like, with this, there's so many stories that I think will, you know, the more people dive into it, the more people will find those stories that we love to see movies about. And this was, you know, true or not, I, I don't, I don't need it to be in this instance because it, the story was so well told, and it's supposedly based on a true story uh Sam Mendez's grandfather
0: it was his okay. great grandfather I, I, I saw one at of the, the end. characters the the character
1: running across in the end okay.
0: that's based on his like grandfather okay
1: because and that that moment when because there's a tribute at the end of the movie yes. yeah that moment when you when you see when you're watching that scene in the movie and you have the fullness of the story behind it. It just takes that moment in the trailer, like, okay, that's really cool, and just blows it up a million oh, times. Oh, Lord. Like, oh, my god! It's gosh. so well acted, too. Oh, dude. it is. It really is. It's, I mean, it It deserves, it is, uh, there are so many movies that get nominated for stuff that you just feel like, oh, this is an artsy movie, or this is an indie movie, or whatever. We need the to Water, whatever yes. that movie was. Oh, Fish Boy Fucks. I don't know whatever that yeah, movie's like, called. It's like the prequel to Aquaman. <laughs> but... Um,
0: but it, so I want this movie to win Best Picture.
1: This is a movie that's deserving of all of the accolades it's gotten so far, and and really would truly deserve so many more. We'll
0: we'll do an episode yeah. on our Oscar picks or whatever. Yeah, but we
1: should I, we should do a review of 1917, spoiler filled with all kinds because yeah, I want to talk about it's it. Such a good movie.
0: I I, I wanted it, it 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 man it like it's so true. I was like yeah. I don't know what to do with this movie. Yeah. It it was it was all over the place like at first it was like really high then it went off the list yes then it went back in the list and it settled at 7 because i wasn't going to let like i i mentioned logan specifically to talk about 1917 it's similar yes but it it is rewatchable yes it i is. think it really is if nothing else just see like how a movie can be made it felt it was like i if you if you play a lot of video games nowadays like video games have this like cool there was there was this cross crossing like where video games graphics were getting so good, people would sometimes start making comments like it's like a movie. Yeah, video games have gotten so advanced; they're better than movies in a lot of instances. Yeah, they're like playable movies, and this to me was like it coming back around full circle. This felt like a really amazingly done video game that you just watched. That you just watched. Yeah, with real people and yeah. and an amazing choreography and
1: cinematography and like you just the score i mean like i said there was just the music oh a lot of times especially at the end you don't pay attention to that but i I, like it was it was so integrated that like i i could i could sense myself wanting to just you know to hear it and let it fall into the background but i was so motivated as i'm watching as like this music goes so well with the tone of the scene that it just everything but it doesn't like gnaw on you like you
0: know like a movie like uncut gems it gnaws on you Um, there, there are enough scenes like the scene with the French girl and the baby. Yes. There are enough scenes that give you a break, a break, uh,
1: to 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 not make you so like so anxious. So I think, and I, and I on a, it was funny because I really I was happy that I would seen uncut gems when I went to go see nineteen seventeen because there's a similar level of tension and there's a similar level of. Uh, of expertise because uh, there's there are some things about Uncut Gems that are redeeming, mm-hmm. not a lot, but there are some. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler did f- phenomenal in that yeah. movie. It was well outside of his wheelhouse, and I thought he did a really great job with the character. There's a lot of things that are not great about the movie, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. But um, but I, it was I felt like they're kind of on the same level. Like both of them could have gone the same way. Uncut Gems could have been a great movie, but I feel like for the same reasons that 1917 was phenomenal, that's where Uncut Gems failed. Like they wanted the movie just to be tense for the sake of tense. Yeah. This movie was tense for the sake of tense, but it played to their strong, to their strengths because it told the story. I mean, like it was when I was like, okay, this is war. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, this was a real experience for so many. I mean, it, it, as, it had
0: those like scenes from like saving prophet Ryan with the German yes. and, and uh, the writer guy yes. or whatever. Like there's, there's scenes like that. Oh my God. Just was, kids. Yeah. You know, that just, was the
1: thing. It was like, there were kids. Yeah.
0: These were kids that were fighting a war. And the movie didn't feel too long; like no. it was tight. Like I want to say it was under two hours. So, and I, I'm looking now, I'm trying to find the runtime. It's usually uh, oh, it's an hour fifty nine minutes. So yeah, just under two hours. A lot, a lot of war time prestige movies would well, be tempted to make it like near three hours, two and a half, three hours. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't, and I think that it's gonna really help its rewatchability yes. too. So, anyways, yeah, 1917.
1: Probably the most difficult movie to place on my list. And, and it was funny because I, I texted you before I came over. I said I, when I had finalized my list, this movie was going to be on it. But I knew we because we don't compare lists, right? It was when I was like, okay, I it's a know, genuine surprise. I know this is going to be on your list because we've kind of <laughs> talked about it, and both yeah. of us, had, both of us had reserved that spot on our list for this movie.
0: Yeah. When
1: I knew that you were going to bring it, I was like, all right, <laughs> I would have placed this sixth on my list. Would not have been of a bitch if I didn't put it on my list. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Neither of us are talking about 1917. What is wrong with us? It's so good. But I purposely omit it would have been six on my list, but I purposely omit it. Honestly it honestly deserves to be higher, but it, it does. It, it's such a good movie. But yeah.
0: That tells Especially you. maybe when you see Well, I mean, you already know Jokers up there. So, anyways, uh it's it's good. I think go it just, watch it, man. It
1: speaks to the caliber of films we got in 2019. I think twenty nineteen was a great great year for it's a me. lot of variety, man. Yes. A lot of variety. Okay. What's your number six? All right. Well, number six for me was I'm excited to see what's in your top six, man. Number six was Longshot. So I'll go. Okay. On, I'll go on to my number five. All right, go just to your number keep five. Okay, keep things, keep things rolling. And my number five is a movie that you didn't finish, <laughs> but <laughs> shame on me. No, it's I I, I, I'm I'm glad you didn't because now you can go back and rewatch it because I will. You will enjoy it. It's Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, directed by Taika Waititi. I love Taika. Oh, I just I, I basically just about everything Taika does. I dig I what love. he's about. He's just he's fun. He's funny. Cool. He's <laughs> yeah. I mean he he and in this movie. Um, which uh, there, there, I mean, there are, uh, your critiques of it, I think are valid. Um, I'm glad you can at least yes. see where I'm coming from. Yes. <laughs> it's, um, it's a, it's a satire about, uh, World War II. Shocking. Another mm. World War II, maybe. Yeah. Uh, where JoJo, he's this little boy, I think he's like eight or nine. Um, he's he's in like this it starts off he's he's going to this young nazis camp he's <laughs> hitler is his imaginary friend hitler <laughs> as his imaginary friend is and hero Blankton. yeah it's his imaginary he's, friend and oh, hero. he's and a fanatic he's a fanatic of hitler <laughs> and there there are a lot of people that that uh, uh a lot of critics i know that i've read about it that have have said like oh you know we're, it's so easy to go to the we- that well of hitler but it was when i was like i they a couple of years ago, the death of Stalin came out, and a bunch of the Monty Python guys were in it. And it was supposed to be a satire, but I felt like it ended up being a lot more serious than it needed to be to to make fun of of uh, communism the way that I thought it was going to.
2: Yeah.
1: And with this one, I it was uh, when it first came out. I think the way that I had phrased it to the people I was talking about, I, I can't remember if I told you or not. But I said I felt like it was the perfect blend of uh, of like silliness and Sweetness and somber. Um, All
0: I got was the silliness,
1: and it starts off pretty heavy with the silliness. Yeah, um, there, you know, you've got Jojo frolicking with uh, with Hitler, which <laughs> is know, like
0: Beatles, like, yeah. and, you know, like
1: It's I want to hold you. It, it's just this really. It's funny, really funny. Like it's for a the funny first little montage,
0: I'll be honest. For the first thirty minutes of this movie, I was on board. It, it was, was it was like a it was like rocketing up my possibilities of being on my top ten, but you know, it, I felt like it got too indulgent, and. By like fifty minutes, which is around when I stopped watching, probably, I I got interrupted, and I I had to turn the movie, I had to pause or turn it off, and I I remember just thinking, I got it, yeah, I got it, I got what this movie's about. It's fine, I don't need to watch anymore. That was my big mistake
1: because apparently it takes a huge turn. There there are some big turns, and I don't want to ruin it because they're they're really meaningful. Um. But uh, but because I, what I felt like Taika did so well in that because there's um, he, he's he, really funny God, he's 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 so good in that role <laughs> yeah and, and, I don't want to like be laughing at Hitler
0: so yeah. hard but he plays him like really outrageously over the top.
1: Yeah. Give me a good Heil
0: Hitler. No, a <laughs> Heil good me. One. Heil <laughs> me, you know? I'll just do it. Like, I love the part where he's like talking to him and then he just like, the scene's over, he just runs and jumps out the window. Yes. Like, this is so stupid. Like, it's just
1: <laughs> like, it's so silly. Like, I like okay.
0: innate comedy. I like <sighs> silly comedy, but like, I just, I, I was like, it's, it's like, Okay, Mel Brooks's spiritual successor has arrived. Okay, yes. this is good. This is fine.
1: But it, what, what was what was because uh, uh, Jojo he he gets into he has a bit of an accident with uh, an explosive. <laughs> he's horribly disfigured. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that.
1: <laughs> it's like he's got a few scratches on his face. <laughs> yeah. I'm like
0: horribly disfigured. It's like well, you expect like the kid from like the guy from one the Metallica yes. video. You're like, whoa. But it's like no limbs left
1: well, Like, he's a just mask got a, over his face. He's got a few scratches on his face. We're <laughs> like, but to the Aryan nation, it's like, well you have you have flaws. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And Rebel Wilson, um, she was one of the ones helping out with the camp, and she was some good comedic relief. And um, Sam Rockwell, he was there, and it was a very comedic performance by him. She's so
0: funny. Like I love. She doesn't have a ton of lines, but she's like, I birthed eighteen. I birthed eighteen children for Germany, and then she does this gesture of like a child falling out of her womb.
1: (laughs) Like you're welcome. It was those were the things. Like because it was like okay, I felt like what he wanted to do was come out of the gate strong. Like we're this is a comedy. We're ridiculous. This yeah. is gonna be funny. Okay, yeah, we're, yeah. No, we're we're playing none of this for you know for actual. <laughs> like we don't agree with any of this. Right. Right. Um, but uh, but we we get he gets to a point where so so JoJo he can't he can't. Play in the in the camp the same way as all the other kids. So he, but he still wants to. He still wants to help Hitler, right. and so he gets. He he's working for um, their establishment in town. Sam Rockwell's kind of his boss, and so he's giving him all these stupid little chores to go do. Like, hey, go collect metal for you know for whatever we need it for. Go put up these signs all over town, you know, propaganda for <laughs> right. Hitler. Right. And so he he happily does all these little jobs. And one day he's at home. Uh, Scarlett Johansson plays his mom. Yeah. And she um she she loves him, she cares about him, and but she she challenges his beliefs on certain things. So she's, you know, she it was it's clear that he doesn't get his love of Hitler from his mom. Exactly. And um so she's there seemingly the whole time being the foil to his yeah. super fandom of of Nazism. She's she's like this this voice that's kind of calling out like, "Hey, when you're ready, this is you can come over here and you'll understand things a little better. Well, in the midst of all that, he comes to find out that there is a Jewish girl that's being hidden in their house, mm-hmm. and so they have they have this back and forth. The two of them start having this uh, pseudo relationship. And They had a really cute chemistry. It was it was a re- yeah, it was really cute. Like you know, he because he's
0: intrigued by her, but like he
1: wants to he's like, but you you're a Jew, and, right? You know, wear your horns, right? You know? and it was like all of these like all of the stereotypes that are. Completely, he's playing into all of it, and she's she's a couple years older, so she's a little bit more savvy. So she plays into it, and mm-hmm. they have this really sweet relationship between the two of them. Yeah. And then the letters from the
0: boyfriend. Yes. You know, like, yeah.
1: And then like once you get about an hour in, um, like Taika hit some tones to remind you, this is still set against the backdrop of World War II. Mm. So it's not just like we're using this as a, as a you know, placeholder. Like, oh, yeah, it's, it's a World War II movie. Yeah. but it's all You're not going to like, spoil anything, no. right? Okay. okay. No. It's, but it, they, he reminds you like, this is still war. And war is ugly. And I'll so rewatch it. There's there's definitely some very somber moments. There's some very meaningful moments, and it culminates in this ending that you know there's. I, I highly recommend it when it comes out. I will get it, and I will. There's rewatchability for me. There's um, and I, I'll be. It'll be nice because I'll be able to rewatch it and you know, take in more of the other stuff. It was like watching Family Guy. There's like so
0: many gags, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. one after the other, after the other, after the other, in in a really
1: satirical way. Yeah, and it's like I like this, but. I don't know, but you you reach you reach a certain point where because I'm I'm trying to get in a lot of movies. Yes, like I don't have time to just keep laughing at Hitler. <laughs> it's Like yes, Hitler, <laughs> I get it, but he's it, an ass. But it's it's sort of like there's there's a lot of stuff on the back end of this, and I, I, I and that's why I I think the critique is is valid because I think if if they would have established some of the others, if, if Tiger would have you know let you know sooner on that it's not just going to be, you know, giggles all throughout at Hitler's expense. I think you would have it would keep people invested more because I think that's probably you know, for a lot of people, where it's like you could reach that saturation of jokes, where yeah, like, yeah. Uh, okay, I can just kind of tune out. Right. Um, but I, I highly recommend it. I, I, I thought it was incredibly well done. I was ex- when it was uh, the trailers first came out because anything with Taika for me is just kind of a home run. I love Taika so much. It was, a, it was a really well done trailer. Yes, and and so I, hi- I, and it delivers. Re- yes, it really delivers. It's funny. It's sweet. There's some somber notes to it. I think it's a really
0: strong year for movies. Yes. So JoJo Rabbit. Okay. So you didn't get to say your number six, yes. but my still my number six is still fair game. Yes. I'll be shocked if it's not on your list higher. Uh Ryan Johnson, knives out. This one's not. It's not on your list? Nope. I'm shocked. I, I had a hard time not putting it on there, but I, I didn't. This this movie is like the modern day clue. Yeah. Which is one of my all-time like underrated Guilty pleasure 80s movies of, you know, like there's a lot of moving pieces and a lot of characters and a lot of like, you know, like you think you know what's going on, but then you don't. And I I love Ryan. I know you love Ryan Johnson oh, Ryan even Johnson more than I do. Knives Out, it it just, it's, it spins that web continuously. Yes. And there were a couple of different times where I was like, I know what's going on. I got it. And I was fairly close. But the movie in the end... It, it it's like it, it gets to be what it wants to be, but also throw you some curveballs. But in the end it I, I don't want to spoil anything about knives out, but tons and tons of good of really tight script. Holy shit.
1: I, tight. I waited all throughout the credits because I thought there was one or two other things. It was like I I really felt like this was gonna be this way. And I waited all through the credits because I was hoping like, oh yeah, it was and then it turned out to not be. And it was that's one of the things about Ryan Johnson that I love is the fact that I was still so happy even that I was wrong. Yeah. And I was like he, he I mean I I don't know of a lot of directors, a lot of screenwriters in our modern era that can put together something that complex and entertain I mean because there, there's so many different layers to it. I mean there's so many different things happening. Oh god. And it's yeah. not just like an uh, cuz I would say um Steven S- uh or, um who did Oceans um Soderbergh. Soderbergh, Soderberg, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Steven Soderbergh. Um, Steven Soderberg. He's probably in a similar yeah. Uh, category. Yeah. But but I st- I feel very like, good point. I feel like there's there's an organic quality to Ryan Johnson that it, like I see the difference here is like none of these characters are really likable except
0: yeah. for maybe one. Yeah. Whereas in the oceans movies, I feel like you're supposed to really yes. enjoy all of the characters. Yes. There 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 are so many flaws to this all of these characters. Yes. Really. Uh, you you you're not meant to really care for any of them, and no. the one that's actually good, uh, you, you I feel like the movie's leading you in a way that you just suspect that this character isn't good as well. Yes, and it 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 plays it plays you like that. Yes. It plays you perfectly. I love Daniel Craig now in like southern characters, like <laughs> southern accents, like because he was like he was. What was the movie? That Logan had, Lucky.
1: Logan Lucky. He, he's an insane person in that. Logan Lucky and Knives Out to me. I think are more meaningful in defining who Daniel Craig is as an actor than any of the James Bond movies. Oh, these yeah. He's a fantastic oh, James yeah. Bond. Yes. But I think these show you this guy can act fantastically. Yeah,
0: it's like Casino Royale was like such a, a breath of fresh air and he's just been continuing, you yeah. know? Uh, but I, I agree with you. I really do. And I, I also really liked the. Uh, de- uh, uh, David Fincher movie, yes. With, uh, the girl with a dragon tattoo. I yes. thought he was really good. In oh too. yeah, he was fantastic. Uh, Chris Evans gets to be not Captain
1: America. Yes, like the first, <laughs> I know. He I had saw
0: th- the trailer and I'm like, he's being not Captain America right he, now.
1: He and I think that was probably fun for him because I know he had a Netflix movie that came out like right after Endgame, like maybe a month or two. Yeah. Which I d- wasn't highly publicized, so this felt like the first time we really got to see Chris Evans in something where he's not Captain America. Right. He's had other movies come out yeah. during the MCU. Yeah. But like this is the first time where it's like, all right, but here's- he's not like raunchy or anything. No. He's just he's just not Captain America. Yeah, it's like it wasn't like <laughs> I, don't oh, know, oh,
0: no. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah. It without was spoiling so things. Great. Uh I, I, I really enjoyed like the dynamic of the family, how they're all kind of like trust fund children, but they yes. but they're all pretending to be more. Yes. And I, I love you know how I love Michael Shannon. I love how his oh. characters seem to be so complex and layered. It's another good one for him. Yes. He plays like the son who seemingly is like not worthy of the fortune. Yes, but he's he's no better or worse in the end than any of them. And he he's so menacing. Yeah, he's kind of got like he he seems weak and feeble, but he's still really menacing. Oh yeah, I really enjoyed that. I like Tony Collette was really adorable. Like she, I loved her. You know, because she she's not actually a member. Of, she's not a like, a blood member of the family. She's, she's married Anne. in. Yeah, her and her daughter I thought were really interesting yes. characters, especially how like. You know, like I, I, the the main character, I guess, is really is like the 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 helper, the maid yes. or whatever. Her her relationship with um, uh, Christopher Chris, Power. yeah. Oh man, I love all of their scenes together. So oh. good. That shouldn't have worked as
1: well as it no, did. It, um, it's like you just go down the line. So many good performances. And uh, I forget what he changed his name to. Jaden Lieberher, who played uh, Michael Shannon's son. Who was not in it all oh, that much. Oh yeah. But like <laughs> I, I w- w- that's one of the things that I love about Ryan Johnson is he will he will write characters. Jaden Martell? Yeah, he changed his last name to Martell. It used to be okay. Lieberher. Okay. Um but um, he writes these roles for characters and they and that's one of the things I think Ryan Johnson does really well is he casts his movies so well. Yeah. That that was not a big role for him, but it was very meaningful. And I felt like by having him in that role, like it just it fit, I mean, every person in that movie I felt like was picked very purposely and executed fantastically. I love Jamie Lee Curtis and Don Johnson as like,
0: you know, the married couple uh, whose parents were Chris Evans. They, yes. were, they were, you know, like, what was his name? Ransom. Uh, Ransom. Manly shit. It's like every every little detail about this movie is, is means something. Oh, yeah. And even up to the character's name. Yes. <laughs> so... Um, I don't want to spoil it. It'll it'll be out before you know it. Yeah. It it was one of those movies where like you you saw it and instantly you're like that's gonna be good. Yes. And even down to the end, like with with Chris Evans and how that turns out, like it it's Clue. It's like it's like a much it's a much more prestige, you know, like better actors, better directors. Yeah. Like probably a lot better script, but it's it's in the same vein as Clue. If you're a fan of movies like that, or Steven Soderbergh, or you know, or any of those like Logan Lucky type like. It, it's it feels really tight yes everything seems to fit and it, I love it for that
1: it is it is superior and execution. I am
0: genuinely shocked it's not on your list
1: yeah I it was it was going to be I mean it was a hard one for me to not put on there but and and I wasn't purposely counting on you to put it on yours but it was when I was like I had so much fun watching it it was it and I was, didn't even
0: tell you that I'd seen it
1: yeah so like I was,
0: I because I was like expecting you to say I was like I loved it too. It was it <laughs> was
1: it was so. I mean, really. I mean, uh, Brick I think is still my favorite just because I loved every part of that. But yeah. I would say Knives Out is a very 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 close second for me. Looper, Last Jedi. Yeah. I mean, these these are these are the f- brothers. Solid
0: blue. films, man. He's a great uh,
1: he's a great writer director. Yeah. I will I will note just because I love plugging this man Ryan Reynolds is doing a new <laughs> Clue movie. <laughs> I, I saw that. Yes. And I'm on board, man. Yes. Every, like
0: all of his future projects, like the, the – the what was the one where he's like the NPC, the non playable Oh, Free
1: character.
0: Guy. <laughs> that free looks so gonna, great.
1: And we got the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard coming out next year. It's going to be good. Oh, he's working on Deadpool 3 with Marvel. Fantastic.
0: <laughs> it's – it's turning into the decade of Reynolds. Yes. I'm fine with that. Okay. So that was my number six.
1: You mentioned your five, so you're yep. up to four. I'm on four already. On f- wow. Here we go. All right. This this one this one snuck up on me kind of mm. the same way that Long Shot did. I didn't even want, I didn't um, have any desire to see the movie. My buddy wanted to go see it. And so he's like, hey, let's go see this. And I said, okay, fine. I'll come. And I'm watching the movie. And I, as it's going on, I'm like, this movie is making its way <laughs> quickly into my list. <laughs> And it I, it it really should have been more on my radar. I just wasn't interested in the story. It was Matt Damon and Christian Bale in Ford versus Ferrari. My number two. I mean, it was just it was so incredibly well done. Yes, it was. I mean, like I mean the story. I mean, like the story was compelling, and the actors yeah. were perfect, and it was just. Yep. I mean, it, every single part of it. it Who just like James Mangold, man. Oh, whose last movie was. Logan, <laughs> yes, the guy. I mean, it was just it was. So... And he's doing a
0: biopic next, right?
1: Who, I think so. Yeah. Who, who is the? Uh,
0: it's a musician. It's a uh, It's 60s guy. You know, uh, 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 everybody let's get uh, uh, Bob Dylan. <laughs> Bob Dylan. Yes. Yeah, he's doing a biopic of Bob Dylan, which I don't care about Bob Dylan, but, but I'm going to see, go see that movie. movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, he did uh, walk the line. Yes, so he's. Just, I he, mean, he's he a... knows how to do movies.
1: Oh, and there, like, there's so many parts of the movie. Where I mean, like you were just like supercharged by the performers, like Christian Bale.
0: I think it's the feel-good movie oh, of the year for me.
1: Really, it really. I mean, like it was <laughs> everything because it was it was, it was like it's had, an
0: underdog movie. It is. Um, it's a it's a movie about best friends. Yes. It's a movie about a father and his son. It's it's got so many things, and, and it's a movie from the '60s. It's not about the space race.
1: Yes. <laughs> and I mean, like it's it's one of those like I mean, really. It's one of those stories that you would have. I mean, like if you weren't invested in the automobile world, especially at that time, yeah. You know, you really wouldn't. I mean, like you know, that's I'm not a cars guy. I'm not a racing guy. I know. grew up with a. a I, I've yeah. kept. I, I I enjoy
0: cars. You know, I do, and I I enjoy the old like Shelby's. Yeah, I, I think they're really cool, beautiful cars.
1: It was. I mean, it was just. And uh, I mean, even even some of the supporting cast. I mean, like John Bernthal as uh, Leia Koka. Yeah. I mean, it was A just young Leia Koka. It right. was. It was uh, like so well done. And I the mean, the guy who played Henry Ford II was yes. excellent.
0: Oh my it was gosh! So good. Uh,
1: I mean, and Matt. I mean, Matt Damon. Like he's he's like I, what I loved. Because Matt Damon, be. yeah. Matt Damon is such a daggone good actor.
0: <laughs> he is so effortless. He is taken so for good. granted in everything.
1: And one of the things that has really bugged me over the last few years is I feel like he has picked more movies. Um, he has chosen to be in more movies that align with some of his personal beliefs, which I'm totally fine with. Sure. Um, but it's it's when I was like if everybody doesn't share those and that's your motivation for being in it i feel like it just kind of skews the performance to where i don't totally want to see it yeah um, and some of it may have just been you know you know like a downsizing looked kind of interesting yeah, but then yeah and i never end up seeing it i, I didn't was going to s-
0: like I-, I felt like he was moving an trending down yeah you know, like in his 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 star was it was it was start,
1: it was starting to diminish a little i mean i loved some of his little cameos i mean he had a kid Even his last
0: born movie was pretty forgettable
1: yeah it was it was like okay i mean you did the first three and it was great this one's just another entry in the film franchise right. wasn't bad but it's like you're not doing anything super new so right. do i need to care all that much not right. really um but well, like, I mean, he had a cameo in Thor Ragnarok, which was fun. I love that. Um, he yeah. had a cameo in Deadpool, which uh, Deadpool Two, which nobody really. In Bumblebee, he had a cameo. He, a cameo. he just seemed
0: to be making fun cameos.
1: Just, <laughs> like that's one of the things I love about Matt Damon because yeah. he's been in so like he, you know um, Euro Trip. I mean, he just has these hey, weird. Fun, at, oh yeah, Scotty like, didn't know that. Like, <laughs> I'm Matt Damon, and I'm in this movie for no reason. You're like, what? Yeah, but
0: it's so funny. there's like he he and
1: Ben Affleck,
0: his like best buddy for life. They're they're really different guys. Yes, I, I I guess that's why their friendship is so strong because you know like good friends aren't always like the exact same. You know, it's, it's like a marriage <clears throat> sometimes opposites attract or whatever. They complement each other so well. Yes,
1: he seems like such a likable dude. I think there was a th- like his Carol Shelby it was like it was, you could rally around this character so easily. Yeah, and, and the- Christian
0: Bale, his he's so he's he he always has to pick like these characters with like a tick or a weird like i think about the big short like that guy you know like but in this he he, all of his choices were working for me yes you know especially like when he's in the car and he's like trying to make it work and he's like oh yeah he's like i loved it
1: man and it was like it's when i was like i I, that's what i'm talking about (laughs) i I like i like that he played an english guy i was like so many things was like he's not like he's welsh yeah, but it's when I was like, oh, you should play an English guy more often, right? It was right. Like, it's not
0: that a, far of a departure for you. Like, just he do does it. That's a really great English guy. He though. really it was like, does. He was. He, he really was does.
1: just this. I mean, and it was that that the mix between the two of them, where Carol Shelby, you know, he's trying to kind of he, like he knows how good um, Christian Bale's character is, and he's like, he's trying to man. Is like, okay, you know, I got to play ball with these guys to get get the things yeah. done, but at the same time, like, you know, I know that you should be in the. So everything about that just worked. Like my my favorite part of the movie, hands down, when they're when they're racing. Um, I don't remember what what the race was. Le um, Mans. Uh, no, it was it was the one before that. It was oh, like, the
0: date was it Daytona? I, I think that's oh what my, it was. Oh
1: yeah. And they and the and uh, Josh Lucas, who he kind of fell away for the longest time. Kind of yeah. He, it, but uh, he pl- he played a really great jerk in this movie. Like kind of did yeah. He was superb at wanting to hate him and punch him in the face, <laughs> but like. You know, he'd he'd put that. He's like, you can't go above. I think it was Daytona. I might people. That might, sounds right. Yeah, whatever. Um, it was like a prove it. He's race. like, if he if he takes it here, then yeah. he can drive Le Mans. Right. Um. But he, they they had they had they had put that governor on him. It was like you can't go above six thousand RPMs. Yeah. And Carol Shelby's like, fine, screw it, and he just writes on that board, you know, seven thousand, drive like hell, and just right. holds it out there. Like, right. That to me I was like, I'm inside. I'm like,
0: yeah, well, yeah. Because Josh Lucas, I mean, he he was like. Why, why are you like fighting against like why you're, you're such a company man. Company and I like man. how they set it up too. It's like, you know, like they're, when they were having that conversation in the diner. Yes. It's like, you know what they're going to do. They're going to, they're going to do what they're going to do. Yep. And then they, they, sure enough, they pulled the shit on him a couple times. And in fact, at the end when he was like, he could have had the three races Yep. and they screwed him out of the third win. Yep. And I like the whole like pull back and take it for the, you know, let's be a team player. And like he ends up doing it, but not until after he like gives everybody a heart attack. Yep. I love it, man. Uh, And I think it's such a, it's so well, it's such a good performance. And I think it's going to go, I think people are going to overlook it. Yeah. Because it's, which
1: I think is too bad.
0: It is. It's like, it's It's too good. It's too good. So there's, there's nothing we can, like, we can't praise it
1: for, you know, it's like, what's wrong with a movie like this? And I think that's the thing is, I, you know, in watching as many movies as we watch, it's too I, familiar, maybe. I, I feel like you don't just stumble across movies this excellent all that often. Like, it's just when I was like, be, even for myself, I'm like, man, I wasn't even going to see this movie. Yeah. And then it turn, I go and watch it, and I'm like, I, this movie was fantastic. It's a movie that I really knew that I would like. Yeah. I didn't know how
0: much I was going to like it, but it was on my like movies. On yes, like I remember and scene, that. And, you know, I liked the actors and I liked, cars and just like i think that that period of time in the 60s like cars were beautiful there was an elegance to all the cars they didn't all look a certain way they do now so you know i was really i knew i was gonna like it but it's like i'm watching this movie in full and i'm like they are making all the right choices yeah the actors are hitting all the right beats yeah the story is already compelling enough on its own it's 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 a built-in underdog story and it's just like this movie is like it came and went. It did fine, yeah. I think. in like, you know, as far as like box office goes, it was like a November release. Yeah. But like nobody, like everybody went to see it. Nobody's talking about it. Yeah. I was like, <laughs>
1: you should be. This movie's fantastic. It really like, is. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I just I that and that's why I was like when I'm evaluating these like this one has to be it has to be high up towards the top because yeah. it's just it's so good. I. <sighs> It, it it's like up to number two
0: that's yeah. great like way up there yeah i'm like all the movies i watched and it's like that movie didn't budge it yeah. went right to two <laughs> it's like i love there's one movie obviously i love more than any other but this this one right to two and you know it it could make a case for one honestly yeah. but you know i i love being surprised pleasantly yeah. surprised by a movie that oh, this one just like, nailed it it's like it's good but it's even better than you
1: expected yeah i love that Cool. That's my number four. So all now, right, you got to play some catch up here. I do.
0: All right, so my number four. Uh, you're, on, you're on five, aren't you? Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, five. Okay, I know this is gonna be on your list. Avengers Endgame. What? What did you say about That's Avengers Endgame? A- uh, okay, number one. I'm not. I'm not at all surprised by yep. this revelation. Here's the funny thing. It it gradually worked its way up to five. It was low. It was slow. I had Spider-Man Far From Home above Blasphemy. And you, no. here's why. It's too heavy, man. Like I, I want my Marvel movies to be more fun. And it's I've only I've s i have only i have I have seen Endgame twice. Both times in theaters. I have yet to even watch it on home video. It it's it's insane, but like I, I just remember all of the scenes. They're all etched in my head. I've Think I've seen Endgame fifteen times, <laughs> and that's cool. You're you're not alone. I mean, no. like you know, Kevin Smith was all social media talking oh. about seeing it like five times in a day or whatever. You yeah, know, it's it. like it 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 is the perfect culmination of the of all of the phases that they yep. set up on the drawing board. They nailed it. It's I think I don't think you're ever going to get a better Marvel movie. No, I don't. I don't. I think I, that that's the pinnacle. It's not going to get any better than that they're going to continue to make good Marvel movies. Yeah. But there's nothing they can do to top this 23 movies. Well, I guess it was what? 20, that was the, that or was 20, the 23rd. Was it the 23rd? It, it's, it's too perfect. And you know, I, I, I can't even, I'm not even going to spend a whole lot of time talking about it. Cause I'll, I'll maybe leave it more to you. I'll leave it to you. You can tell me why it's your number one. Uh, all I'll say is it, it is the best Marvel movie. um, I've always held of the first Avengers in the highest regard. I think I, I think I like it better still because it's just a little bit more fun. There aren't the like dire like yeah you know
1: like you could just enjoy that in and of itself.
0: You can enjoy it and know that there's further adventures to continue. Yes. This this is the end of the road for some people, some characters that you just come to love and be comfortable with, and you know now that it's over. Yeah. And because of that, I I can't deal with that. I it's that's me that's my problem I just can't deal with the emotions uh so it's why beautiful day in the neighborhood wasn't in my top 10 even though I, it's probably the, it has the most heart out of any of the movies I've seen this year um I I just I'll leave it to you
1: it, it's it's one of those like I mean I Marvel is probably I mean of of everything I I'm a, I'm a total Marvel guy I always have been. I always will be. And I love Marvel, and I like DC. Yeah, it, it's it, it's one of those like this is this is if there was something that was nearest and dearest to my heart like Marvel, I'm like I I mean I I could watch these movies all day every Better day. They're in a league of their own. Yeah, it, I mean, and and this it's one by a
0: mini miles. Uh,
1: like it's a it's a three hour movie that I can watch over and over and over. And I I think on that grounds alone, I'm like there's not a lot of three hour movies that you're like I'll watch this whenever. I will put this on and 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 what I what I like and how they did it I mean even even leading up to it but e- even the breakdown cuz there's times where I've I've gone just to the last hour and the last I mean cuz the last hour of the movie is the I mean is is all I mean it's not even like that's oh that's the best part you watch like each you know, like you have the whole buildup in the beginning you have the finding the stones in the middle hour and then you have the final hour which is this yeah. conversation and I felt some of it a little bit I felt it was over long because of some of this, and uh, that's and I, I I think that's the thing I I think, um, I think there's a part where Endgame, um, for I mean. And it's 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 hard it's hard to really put into words because it's one of those I'm like it's not even it's not necessarily that it's like well endgame for hardcore Marvel fans because that's not it it was just like it's one of those for me it's like this this movie will be up there as one of the greatest movies of all time for me just because like it represents so much it's mostly for the people who've been along for the ride. yeah it's though. like I mean I, like Marvel Marvel was one of those things like when I was a kid like you know there there's so many things about Marvel that started for me when I was a kid. That, you know, by the time I'm 36 years old and I'm watching Endgame on screen, I'm like, it's, it's, it's weird because it hits, it hits notes for me where it's like, you know, I get to be the, I get to be an eight year old kid again, where, you know, I'm reading comics, watching cartoons, collecting comic cards with all my friends, you know, playing with action figures. Like there was such a huge part of, of my life when I was a kid. But then like, as you know, there's uh, like, I, I have yet to make it through this movie without losing it at the end with Tony. Um. Because like the dad part of me, you know, even even when he, oh man, when I watched it, when I watched it yesterday, and he, you know, he did the Iron Iron Man, and, like I started to get a little bit misty. But like when he says, "I love you 3000, I can't even talk about it because it's gonna yeah. it, like I say that every night to my kids when I tuck them in, and it's just that movie to me, it it hits on so many notes. I'm like, yeah. I gotta stop talking about it. Or I'm gonna lose it because
0: it, it, it's it, that like, little bit extra knowing that he has, like, he ends up being a father. Yes when you know that he and his father were had such a rocky relationship <clears throat> and then he ends up losing him and well of course you know like the whole civil war saga thing was yes. just like another thing i mean it's a soap opera yeah. and it's played out like game of thrones uh it it's marvel the marvel movies are for everybody yeah but it's even, it's extra special for those who've been along for the whole ride yeah. and even more so for you because you've got like the nostalgia of being like, you know, you've got the childhood thing going. yeah Like that, that was never me. Like yep. it would be like if they, if they were to somehow able to manage pulling off 23 amazing Transformer movies yes. and then culminating in like yep. a Unicron movie, like, you know, uh, that, that would be for me. Like I'd be yep. like Transformers number one, you know, exactly. But it, since it's not, and since like, I don't, I can't. It's hard. It's so hard because yeah. I have to recognize it for being s- the the amazing payoff. It's it's the best payoff of any like sequel franchise type yeah. thing. So hats off to them, and that's why I give it. So I bet like I can't. I can't. You can't. It's hard for me to enjoy it in a vacuum. Like you, I can't just put this movie on and enjoy it. Yeah. Like, I got to get like emotionally like <laughs> you know
1: like I got to <laughs> prepare gotta myself. Brace yourself. Kinda yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, it's, it's a very heavy film. It's like Transformers the movie. Like I love that movie, but I hate that movie. Yeah, uh, for the same reasons. You know? Oh yeah, I, I know how it ends. I'm only, I'm, I'm just mostly glad that that Cap has a pretty satisfactory ending. I thought for sure he was gonna die when he was like kicking the shit out of Thor. Yeah, I mean not, not Thor, but uh, Thanos. Thanos. I was like, okay, this is like Transformers and Megatron, and like Optimus all you Optimus is gonna kick the shit out of Megatron. He's gonna end up killing him. And you know, like you can't enjoy the moment, but like I can at least enjoy that moment yep. when he's like, he shows up with the hammer. It's like holy shit! Like I can, I can enjoy that movie in a vacuum and just in, in, in like the on your left and all that. Avengers Assemble. Oh I can enjoy that,
1: I'm, but that, that where never... it
0: stops being enjoying is is the scene where like Tony sacrifices yep. himself because like he, you, you think he dies in Infinity War. I'll, I'll say this: I like Infinity War better in game.
1: I just I, I like it better. Infinity War killed me. I sat I sat <laughs> in my car for forty five minutes after I was over. Like I, I think what? it's a better movie.
0: i No, I don't want to say that. Uh, I'm just gonna say I liked it better.
1: And and I and I think that's one of those I I I can understand um, like any anything outside of some people are like it hey, was just crap. It's like well you just could just go. Screw yourself! Why don't you enjoy like, things you that hate are good? Fun, yeah, you hate life. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? But, but it's it, it. Like, that's one of those things. Like, I think as as a huge fan of the show, or of the, of the whole franchise of Marvel, of, of the characters, of all that, because it does. Like, I I internally can in, enjoy it on a level I know other people can't, but I can also appreciate for other people's like okay, because this does not have that same kind of hardcore meaning. There's an enjoyment of it because there's a lot of cool stuff to it. Yeah. Like there's a lot of cool things that happen. You're like, Oh yeah, that was awesome. But it's when I was at the same time as like, okay, all of these things aren't going to hit the same way that they do for people who, like you said, I mean, I mean, I, that was, I mean, I think Ghostbusters, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and then Marvel. (laughs) And it's when I was like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters haven't necessarily carried on the same way for yeah. me as a grown-up as right. Marvel. Marvel has no. been there with me.
0: They they pop
1: up from time to time. Yes, and you feel the nostalgia and you love it. Yeah, I was like, if they had twenty-three Ninja Turtle movies that were equally great, I was like, I would <laughs> dig that. And like, uh, here's a Casey Jones movie. And yeah, here's a Shredder movie. And like, yeah. here's a Leatherhead movie. Holy Whoa, shit. that's really reaching, wow, guys. That's deep with, cut. Uh, Rat King. Yeah. <laughs> Metalhead. Why not? Let's do it, man. <laughs> But yeah, it's like it's so But the
0: point is they have a universe big yes. enough.
1: If they just had somebody with
0: deft enough hands at the at the helm in the budget and like to like you know keep keep the studio heads yes. meddling trying to meddle at Bay like you know like you haven't made a mistake. Yeah. You are batting a thousand so like they back away and you just keep making these decisions. Just keep churning them out. Just keep churning them out. And it's going to end one day, but uh, hell, man! What a ride! Let, oh let, let the ride continue. Keep it going as long as you can. I'm, I'm a little concerned because like you're looking at the new phases and it feels like there's all over the place in a way that like you know you saw Guardians for the yep. first time. you am like, whoa,
1: okay, I guess we're finally uh,
0: okay. st- we're really going thin. Um, so I'm seeing all these things, especially like it, it. gets even thinner with like you know Disney Plus, and you got the yeah. series. I am like, "What? You know what? Hell, at this point, I'm t- I'm I'm done doubting it."
1: Yeah, I was like, "Okay, until, <laughs> until you guys give me a reason to not like this stuff, I'm just gonna all right keep keep it up." Yeah, but anyways, that's that's my number
0: five. You're number one. Yeah. So do you
1: have any movies left? You you should right. Let's see. I, yeah, I have I have two left. Okay. What's um, your What's your next movie? That I, this is right. my number three. Okay. Um, uh, and this is, um. Uh, I think I think this this for me, um, maybe even a little uh, in a different way because I, I don't want to I don't want to put it on the same caliber as Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, but this is another I think this this uh, balances out to be the other feel good movie of the year for me, and it was great to see Shia LaBeouf in it because I like him I think he's made some very interesting choices in his career that has. <clears throat> Put him outside of the you know public favor in some time at some points, and he really, seems to. It's like the self inflicted wounds. Yeah, you are like, why are you doing this, man? Just if you stop doing this, things will work correct, out because you yeah, are a, a talented, likable guy. You are a good actor. Yeah, um, but it was the Peanut Butter Falcon. Okay, um, and I,
0: I, I haven't seen it unfortunately yet.
1: It's uh, my uh, one of one of one of the best. Um, I guess reviews because it's not a critique and it's not a criticism, but I, one of the one of the strongest reviews for me for this movie comes from my brother because uh, my uh, I'm always trying to get my family because uh, I have so many movies on my Voodoo account and I share them with my family. Yeah, I'm always trying to get them to watch different movies just so I mean because like hey they're like oh I watched this the other day. I was like, What'd you think of it? Just because I love talking about movies. Yeah, yeah, totally and uh, my brother his favorite movie for years and years and years and years has been Forrest Gump. I mean he watched he's watched that movie over 100 times. I mean that That's is his all time favorite movie. He loves movie. Forrest Gump. Yep. He was watching and he's like, "Dude, this might beat Forrest Gump." Wow. And I was like, "Oh my gosh." <laughs> like <laughs> that like just knowing him. Who's and, the
0: Forrest character in this scenario? Is it
1: the kid? There <laughs> there's there's just so there's such a heart. not that it
0: has to replace Forrest Gump that way. <laughs> this is the new Forrest. This Gump. is the new
1: Forrest Gump. <laughs>
0: I took that way wrong. (laughs) This is the new Forrest Gump.
1: (laughs) I may not be a smart man, Forrest Gump, the next generation. (laughs) But there's there's so much because like the the trailer um, and it's it sets it up. Well, like I like the comparison or the or the. um, uh, qualifying it as like a Mark Twain kind of movie. Cause it no. really does. It has a Mark Twain feel to it in okay. a lot of respects. Okay. Okay. Um, so the, the, uh, the kid who, um, uh, with he has down syndrome. I wish I, I should have, uh, I should know his name. I think it's Tim something, Timothy something. Does like. he actually have down syndrome? Yes. Okay. Um, he, uh, he is, I think this is the first thing he's ever done. He, um, he lives in a home cause he doesn't have any parents. Mm. And so he's kind of, he's a ward of the state. And so he, he lives in this nursing home and, uh, um, he wants, he's, he's got this videotape that he watches every day where um, Thomas Hayden church. Uh, he's the, he's a wrestler. He's advertising a wrestling school. Like come to my wrestling school. <laughs> and all this kid wants in the world is to be a wrestler. And Bruce Dern plays like his roommate. Oh shit. Um, Bruce Dern is in yes. this too. And he, he helps, Love Bruce Dern. he helps this kid escape. Um, and, uh, and the, the, the girl from the 50 shades of gray movies, I forget what her name is. Oh, um,
0: um, uh,
1: Mm, it's Michelle Pfeiffer's kid, right? Uh, I don't know. It could be probably okay. if she was in the Fifty Shades. Of the, the no,
0: no, Mel, 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 Melanie
1: Griffith. Well, Melanie Griffith. Well, not yeah, that, that's
0: right. That's right. So Griffith, something Griffith. See, well, yeah, whatever. No, no, John Johnson. It would have Johnson as the last name. Come on, let's figure this out. <laughs> we're gonna work this. We could look it up, <laughs> but we're not going to. Alexa, are you are you? Damn, I'm it's, it's not f- listening
1: to you, Ron. Anyway, it no. doesn't matter. But she's she's kind of his social worker here, so she's responsible for him. So he he gets out. He escapes one night, and he's he's on the run because he wants to get to this, this wrestling uh, school. And Shia LaBeouf, uh, at the same time, he's... Dakota Johnson. Dakota Johnson. There you go. That's her. You just pulled that one out of the air, didn't you? I totally did. Good job. Well Is my done, phone Ron. in the picture? Nope. <laughs> well done, Ron. <laughs> So the, the kid, the kid breaks out and, um, he comes, he, he hides out in a boat and Shia LaBeouf gets himself into some trouble and he's running away from, uh, from some guys because he blows something up. <clears throat> and so he's, he's on the run and he, they, they stumble upon each other. And so this, um, Shia LaBeouf, he's kind of taking care of this. He's like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> going here. You want to go to this wrestling school? You can go with me. And then, um, so there, I mean, it's very Mark Twain. They're you know walking through um, fields, and they're you know trying to navigate to where they're trying to get uh, to. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. It's uh, and um, I
0: like the name too. She, peanut uh, butter Falcon. That's I love uh, peanut butter.
1: That's his wrestling. He does okay. Like, they that's have, cute. Okay, that's I got his, that's going to be his wrestling <laughs> name. He's the Peanut Butter Falcon. But it really strikes fear into e- the even the psyche outside of, yeah. of the film, like. Um, I think it was during filming. Shia LaBeouf got he got a it was a DUI, and so he's in jail. He comes back to set afterwards, and he just kind of feel he was felt crappy about it. Like he's just like, and the guy uh, who plays the Peanut Butter Falcon. I wish I could remember his name. (laughs) If you didn't have it looked up on your phone, you could tell me. Um, But but I don't. But you don't. But uh, so. In real life, this he guy was, he Carter was, Falcon. he was, um, he was <laughs> telling like he, he Shia LaBeouf tells the stories like this guy saved my life. Cause you know, he kind of, he let him know. I was like, Hey, I care about you. I love you, man. I want you to, you're better than this. And there was just, there was like, just, there were so many elements about this. As I think even in the trailer, um, the Dakota Johnson's character finally catches up with the two of them. Uh, and she's going to bring him back to the home, but she even finds out uh, it's like, okay, there's going to be more consequences for him. Like we get it we get to put him in a stricter facility. It's like, well, but I mean like that doesn't work. I mean, like that's just penalizing him in life. Like he's he can't get out of the situation because he's an adult, but he does he has Down syndrome. So we're saying he's a ward of the state and that's never going to change. So he's just going to be locked away for the rest of his life, never to live.
0: Thomas Hayden Church's wrestler name is Saltwater Redneck. Yes. Yes, <laughs> he was the saltwater redneck. This has got Jake the Snake Roberts oh, in it, it too. It, I, mean, I can't find the Peanut Butter Falcon character.
1: He is probably like the second kid. Because um, it's, it's got to be like Shia and then the kid. Or, I don't know.
0: Oh, is it Zach Gossett? Yeah, that's, that's probably him. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay.
1: Um, but uh, I, I just recalled that. So, it, it, <laughs> yes, you just knew that. In the right, trailer. Right, because I haven't seen it. In the tra- in the trailer, there's a part where uh, um, she meets up with, with Shia LaBeouf and, uh, and the kid, and... Um, uh, Shia has some a line. It's something along the lines of, uh, "See, while well, you've been, while well, you've been, you know, doing all your paperwork, we've been out, out here doing something called living." Yeah. And so there's kind of like this, you know, the, the whole movie to me has just got so much heart. I think it, that that way to me is like this movie just has. If you could take all the heart of 2019 and pack it into a movie, it's mm. the, the Peanut Butter Falcon for I'm, me. I'll check it out. I highly recommend I'm, it. I'm gonna it's check such it a good movie. Cool. That was what number? That was number three for okay, me. Okay, wow. That was my bronze medal for the year. Pretty good, pretty good. I've okay. only got
0: one left. Number number four for me, and I have two left. <laughs> that works. Yes, uh, is um, a, a movie that I've been waiting for for a long, long time. It's got all. It has the pedigree of a me movie, like through and through. Martin Scorsese, Joe Pesci, uh, Robert De Niro. It's The Irishman, Netflix original. Or no, well, I guess not a Netflix original, but it was it's exclusive to Netflix. Um, Released and it for me it was worth the wait. You know, I I I just it it fits it settles right into the, you know the whole, uh, De Niro, Pesci, Scorsese triumvirate of movies like you got, you know Goodfellas, which is one of my all time favorite, Casino, always a fun time, (laughs) and and this just settles right in there. It's like it's. It's like the Holy Trinity. I mean, yeah. even though it comes so much later, and it's what a movie, man. There's a lot of movie too. Like this Three thing, half it, half it really goes on for a long time. But at the same time, it, it doesn't. never
1: it never felt long to me. No,
0: and and ah, it it's it's okay. So it's about you know uh, Robert De Niro is the Irishman, and he's just kind of this like schlub kind of you know guy who falls his way up through yep. the the ranks. Yep, he befriends some really powerful people. And it's, it's during the, the it, it's basically a movie about Jimmy Hoffa, Jimmy Hoffa. and the mob and uh, all of the things, all of the intricacy, which is uh, this very interesting for me. Cause again, this is a movie like around the sixties and seventies and it spans oh, quite a long time, actually. Yeah. It's, it's another movie that just doesn't talk about the space race. It's in there yeah. because the space race is a huge backdrop in a, in a very important time in our history. But, and, and also there's like the JFK stuff. Yeah, because Kennedy like,
1: was big in the story anyway.
0: Kennedy was big in the story. And, you know, like, and, and Hoffa. And like, you know, I know about Hoffa, but I, I really enjoyed how, in, in within the movie, um, Robert De Niro, he's 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 telling the story like he's in a, like a nursing home or whatever. Yep. And he has a young nurse, and he's like, you know who Jimmy Hoffa is? And she kind of like, she knows the name. And he's like, in his narration, he's like, you probably heard the name Jimmy Hoffa, but, but you don't know kids Jimmy. don't know.
1: You don't know Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and and it's it's it is. It's like a movie about Jimmy Hoffa and um um De Niro. Not yeah. De Niro, not De Niro. Um yeah, Al Pacino. Al Pacino. This is his best Hoo-wah. work. Ah, oh, best work in a long in time. In a long time. He I I hope he gets recognized for this role. Yeah. I don't I I'm not hearing anything that I feel like that would be a shame though. Even, I mean, even Joe
1: Pesci, which, I mean... the So understated the, in this.
0: The he's menacing,
1: but he's like, it's not the typical Joe Pesci. Well, because that, that was the thing that I was so impressed with. was the rumor was, I think Scorsese had to ask Joe Pesci 50 times is the number that I kept finding him. Yeah. 50 times yeah. to be in this movie. Because right. he had retired. He had retired, right. And even when he finally came out of I retirement. I think Gone Fishing was the last movie that he was in. <laughs> a great film, great film. All about fishing <laughs> with Danny Glover.
0: You know, um, you joke, but it's like, Watchable because I like Danny Glover and I like Joe Fish. A
1: couple of old guys fishing. They're yeah. getting a goofy hygiene. It's grumpy
0: old it's men fun. for fishing. I yeah. mean, not a good movie, but it's still watch. You can watch it and laugh. it's kind of embarrassing for them. But anyway, it's no
1: welcome to Mooseport.
0: Ooh. Jane Hackman, Hackman but, last uh, film role.
1: But, yeah, I mean, just a total juxtaposition for the kind of character that Joe Pesci is known for playing in those movies, which I really enjoyed. It was like, okay, you know, because even, I mean, I watched the post interview on Netflix with them and and Joe. I I need to watch that. Joe was talking about, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, he's like, you know, so, you know, I'm going to play. He's like, no, 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 no. You're not going to play like a Tommy kind of character. Yeah. You're, this is a whole different thing for you. And I liked it because, I mean, it was very different than what, I mean, especially in the genre. You, I mean, for Joe Pesci to play that kind of guy, you're like, right. that's way different for him.
0: Again, he's a very powerful, like, he's done evil stuff. Yes. But I, he, by the time you see him, even as the young man version of this character, he's very late in his career, you yeah. know? And, and he, he there's a likability to him. I mean, he, he takes a shine to the Robert De Niro yeah. character. And if for whatever reason, he's Italian, Robert De Niro's Irish. They they just kind of like meet by happenstance. Yep. You know, he's like deliver. He's like a truck driver, and his truck breaks down, and Joe Pesci's character just sort of arrives. Yeah, and he helps him out, and this friendship, for whatever reason, like just blossoms, emerges. Right. Yeah, it blossoms, and so yeah. So Robert De Niro is stuck in the middle between uh, his love for and what everything that you know Hoffa stands for. Like he's just he he idolizes him. Yep, and you got the other side of it, like everything Hoff is doing is like rubbing the, like ruffling the feathers of the mob. Yeah. So it's, it's really interesting shit. I mean, like you, you take, you, you take the fact that you, yeah, here I am watching this like gift of a score. Say, this is a gift. This is an unexpected gift. Nobody expected to get another one of these movies. And
1: it's a great swan song.
0: Yeah. Uh, You're not getting this, you're not getting this trio again ever. No, I don't think so.
1: Enjoy the hell out of it. Not in anything this. I mean, even if you threw them together in a Gone Fishing tube, <laughs> like you wouldn't get anything near this meaningful.
0: <laughs> right, right. Um, and I, I, there's, there's no way. Like I, I can't, I can't squish it all in to just a summary because you just need to watch yeah. it. There's too much movie. But Robert De Niro, um, he's not to be outdone. I mean, like the scene when he tells Hoffa's wife yeah. that he's gone, knowing that he is the one who killed him. And she, you, uh, that's a beautiful scene because yeah. she's like because f- they're friends. Yeah, they're friends, and uh, you know Hoff, you know like uh, uh, Robert De Niro, he's made. He knows he has to do it. Yeah, it's it's heartbreaking. He, he, it's it, all around. Um, but I mean, at the same time, he brought it all on himself. They, they yeah. tried many, many, many times to try and square things away. He just kept resisting. He kept resisting.
1: Well, and uh, one of the things that um. I was I was bummed because I feel like it, it got an unnecessarily uh, an unnecessary negative aspect um, in in some of the reviews because I know some of the uh, the equal rights people were throwing a fit because Anna Paquin who played uh, um, Robert De Niro's daughter His when daughter, she was older yeah I think she only had seven words she had one line it was seven words in the entire movie it was like why haven't you called such and such yet and that that's was, stupid
0: because the whole point of like they had a term like they they. I don't understand that.
1: The, it, it, was, it was they like,
0: weren't on speaking terms. The, 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 the <laughs> Why would thing, she have a lot of lines?
1: The whole thing was like, well, they they gave all the lines to the man. They didn't give lines to the woman. Oh, women. shut like, up! And even Anna Paquin was like, no, that they shouldn't have given me more lines. It would have diminished the, the yeah. capability of the movie. It's like, okay, that's where you just ruin stuff just to ruin stuff. Like okay. the whole point of. Of, and I love that it spanned the whole thing from the beginning of his career, how uncomfortable she was around her dad yeah. and the people that he associated and with. And the people that he associated with. And then with. how comfortable she was around Jimmy Hoffa yes. and how much... Like he became almost like a surrogate father when she would get to see him, she mm-hmm. was so much warmer to his to Al Pacino's character, at
0: the very least, the uncle.
1: Oh yeah, I was like, they, yeah. I mean, she and honestly, I loved how
0: cold she was towards Joe Pesci's character, like, yes, and that that bothered him so much. I, she, he try, he went out of his way to try to get her, but he's just he's just too Italian, too mob, yeah. too too, you know. It's he's too obviously
1: connected yes. to the mob. You know, it's like she even as a child, she knew she's like, yeah. I don't like this guy, and and so like it was that to me that played out from the beginning to the end of the movie and it was such an emotional tone that it hit throughout the entire movie that even at the end when you get to the end of the story and you you're you're kind of unfolding this last days of of his character right. and how desperate he is to have any kind of semblance of okay i put things right not like we're going to have a relationship but i want to put things right and how that ship had sailed for? I was like, "No, you can't. It's too she, late." She
0: didn't need that many lines because what she what she accomplished with just a
1: few lines she yeah. was wonderful. I mean, she was. Great. I was like, her whole character culminated in seven words, and it was one of the best performances of the movie yeah. outside of. I mean, your your three primary guys. Like, the, I mean, this yeah. was fantastic. That irks me. It, I, it I does. Understand. It's like this is this is people picking at something good for for no reason. It's like no. Every part of this movie. The 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 one thing the one thing I will say about Scorsese that I, I kinda I kinda wanna just like smack him across the face and it's not the MCU thing. Okay. <laughs> But I want to smack him across the face. He's base. wrong for that. Be, he is, but it's. It, uh, but I get. He's his, not wrong for having I, an opinion. I get his reasoning behind it. I just, I just understand why with. he feels to have to say it's it. Like, it's like you don't need to crap on something else to make your stuff valid, right? You right, don't. Right. It's like you can celebrate the MCU. Both in the same way. both
0: things are wonderful. They
1: can exist simultaneously, right. and they're both good. Whatever the the thing the thing that bugs me, and it's really not even like a a, a huge critique of Martin Scorsese, is. In, in that post-interview, which is really only 30 minutes, and it's the the four of them yeah, sitting around the like table. Yeah, they're just, like, at a table, yeah. Um, but Scorsese, he had, like, he's so committed to this idea that he's an old-school film director mm. that, like, there's a part, like, he, it almost feels like he feels like he has to apologize the, that he's adapted to the 21st century because, like— he kept trying to compare the computer stuff that they were doing. Cause it was a new, new kind of, uh, of, uh, de-aging. Yes. Yeah. Uh, something new that they were doing that. They, I think these guys are the first ones to do it. Or, uh, according to his admission, like this isn't like the other stuff that they've done with the, in, in films. We were new on this technique. Hmm. Um, and so he felt like that justified, like, okay, it's the same kind of thing you would do with makeup. And I just want to be like, y- y- you know, Marty, it, it's okay for you to use techniques from the 21st century because right. you're making movies in the point right. you can't just if it was the same as it's makeup It's better than makeup though. So. He's like it's not the same as makeup cuz as like and it doesn't mean your film's any less valid because right, you right. used like cuz he's like oh I don't want people watching my movie on their phones It's like you should want people to watch your movie in any medium they can I I understand that I, in I, the And theater, I did. <laughs> well, and the And th- I loved it. <laughs> and I think that's the thing is like I get that he's kind of this purist and like yeah. Cinema is best experienced on the big screen in a theater in this kind of atmosphere. I get that. I think you and I both appreciate as many movies as we can see in theaters. We like to because it gives such an ambiance to the film. It adds layers to it. Yeah. So I think we get that. But as when I was like, I want to be like Scorsese. Just it's okay. Yeah. It, you know, you who are you apologizing it's like you You know, you're gonna you're gonna get teenagers watching your movie. And and the ones that appreciate it are going to go back and watch Goodfellas, and they're going to they'll watch go Casina. back and watch Raging Bull. They're going to watch Raging Bull, and they and wouldn't taxi maybe, because driver. it's black and white. Yeah, you it's know? Like, <laughs> these is like oh, I, this guy made a really good movie. I want to see his other stuffs. Like that's right. I do that. It's like and when they'll I, love it because they will. It's his his quality hasn't changed. No, he's
0: he's I, lo- I, lo- I love Marty Scorsese. Yes. He's he's awesome, and uh, you know the Irishman. It 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 it, it should have probably tanked. I, I know that man. What a what an expensive movie they say it. Like, One hundred and seventy
1: million dollars. <sighs> it was the highest.
0: It was the highest budget Netflix has had for any movie. Wow, and I I don't know how I don't understand how they get like because you know they have subscribers I and they, I don't get it either. They talk every now and then they'll come out and say oh it's been downloaded or streamed this many times like. But against what? Like it's I don't. Like, what does it mean? It doesn't.
1: What does that mean? Is it,
0: you have this many. I mean, I don't. It's get like it. you have
1: one source of revenue. It's and not like the
0: box office where we can no. we can quantify it somehow. You know, it's like it's it's bizarre. But it's
1: it's the new world.
0: It's the yeah, way it's going. It's the... All right. Uh All right. So you have one more movie got to one reveal.
1: More. I got one more left. What is it? <clears throat> well, I mean, there's no there's no way I could go through 2019 knowing that he's put movies out and not mention a Ryan Reynolds movie. Okay.
0: Oh my God. <laughs>
1: The <laughs> And even though he was only in the movie for a very small amount of time, okay. it was also a movie that I was looking forward to from the first moment I. Knew oh, okay, that this movie
0: okay. Was I thought you were happen. going in another direction. No,
1: I'm not going to put Detective okay. Pikachu on this list.
0: <laughs> no, uh, not even that. Not even that.
1: Uh, I'm trying to think what else would have. Well, there was the Netflix movie. Oh, Six Underground. Yeah, I would have put Six Underground. It's on. enjoyable, though. I would have put this. on If my it was going to be in your like top five or whatever, I would have so put <laughs> that on my list if uh, if that was in theaters. I would like to own it on on Blu-ray at some point. It, it's I'd, a fun movie. I'm, I'm, it's so good. I've watched it a few times. Now. It's so good. <laughs> it's if unbelievable you, if you haven't watched six underground watch it it's, it's so the, good it's the michael Bayest oh, movie <laughs> rhett reese paul warnick writing it michael bay directing it i and it, and it really is the best michael bay movie i think he's ever made it's so michael bay but it's 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 got the expert writing and it's got great casts fantastic movie I will plug that movie all day long. But but that's not what you're about to not, say. That's, that's not, not the movie you're talking no, about. No, I am talking about um, Fast and the Furious presents I'll Hobbs understand. and Shaw. And what does this rank? This is number two on my list. Wow. This is the silver medal. Good and it's for you. It's one of those like, it, this to me is uh, outside of Endgame, the most fun movie I've seen the entire year. I loved it so much. And it's when I was like, I know that I have movies on my list that are better movies than this yeah. one but this movie to me outside of Endgame is my second favorite movie of all. Well, movie. I get to talk about it at least cuz it yes. got it kept getting bumped
0: down. Yes. I, unfairly maybe, I guess for what it is. It's like Hobbs and Shaw. It it's so it, it's it's just another the Rock movie. Yes. And, you know, it it's got like all these charismatic guys in it. Oh, my gosh. At their peak powers, you yes. know, like Idris Elba and and Jason the Rock Statham. And Jason Statham. <laughs> And, and it really is a lot of fun. Oh, it's, it did not disappoint in the fun factor. I loved it from start to finish. But since it wasn't I'm just going to let you talk about it. No, no, no. I, <laughs> I, I don't know what to say about it. It's like I, it, it, it felt like it was like candy. It was like rotting my yes. brain, oh, you know. <laughs> I love candy. I love I, candy too. Look at me.
1: I had a, I had Twix for dinner. <laughs> That's what I ate for dinner on the way over here. But here's Twix. the thing: like I don't remember so
0: much of it. I have seen it enough times to I most of what I remember is like from the trailer and I I, I don't know, I'm not coming down on it cuz I have I have a I enjoyed it I yes. know when I left the theater I was satisfied Oh yeah I was complete satisfied. I was like you know I like oh I ate the whole bag of kit. Like Kit Kats, you know, I was like very sad. I knew I'd done a bad thing. I saw
1: I saw it twice in theaters, yeah. and I don't know how many times I've watched it since I bought it. I was, just, I was
0: blown away by the like how they were pulling off the Eaters Elba like motorcycle oh scenes gosh, yes. when like the motorcycle was like changing and transforming yes. and it was like it became a transformers movie oh, for a second right it's like ducking under the truck yes. and it's like, trurk, 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 and like and it slowed down i'm like this is really well done i i love another scene where like the rock choke holds a guy yes. and they like run into an alley and just like does the like <sighs> a run he body slams him against the wall kind yes of. <laughs> everything about it's it, it's really
1: high quality it's really well done it's just fun. Ha- have fun with it. Oh my god! And that's that's what it is. Like it's uh, that's why I love because all of it, I mean, like I'm a huge Jason Statham fan. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds is in it for just a minute. Kevin Hart has um, a pretty Kevin funny Hart, part in it. Rob Delaney, aka Sugar Bear from Deadpool Two, <laughs> he's in right, it. That's right. That's right. Um, and Ryan Reynolds and is in it. <laughs> I, I I loved I loved for Dwayne Johnson because he is so connected to his Samoan roots. I loved that he that whole third act was really just like an homage to his culture. I love that he got to have that and, yeah. that, and it was like, all right, you know, he he got that to- did
0: feel like a thing. Like,
1: make this movie, and we'll allow you to have yeah. this homage. And it was, it was, just, I loved it for him because it was like, okay, and,
0: and you get the true bit of Fast yes. and
1: Furious. Oh yeah. You, I mean, like there's, there's the with his the, brothers. Oh, and, and the, yeah. they're hitting the Nas. Oh, I was like, when they started <laughs> doing, so that, ridiculous.
0: I was like, this is why it's Fast
1: and the Furious. It's like yes, and <laughs> Fast and the Furious Nine comes out in 2020, oh. and it's it got John Cena. It's supposed to be in space. The soul franchise has <laughs> <is> completely blown <laughs> their minds, but I love it. It's it's when I was like, it's crazy it, go nuts. It, it really is. It's and was crazy like, go nuts. It's so much fun, and I and I I loved. Um, I was I was sitting in the theater and I was <laughs> your
0: highbrow movie nerds snobs need not apply. No, it's no. Just,
1: if you're a film school guy, like
0: just pat, just, just I don't want to talk to you about this just, movie. Just
1: don't see it and say you did. <sighs> I you just uh, talk shit about it even without
0: seeing it because you, you know you're gonna.
1: You saw this movie in theaters before I did because I remember sitting in the theater and at one point in the movie. Idris Elba, he he's the agent of this, you know, this conglomerate. Yeah. And yeah. there's there's this he, there's a, the yeah. evil head guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm watching it and I'm listening to it, and I'm sitting there because I texted like, oh, don't even tell me, <laughs> because I'm listening to it. I was like, that's Ryan Reynolds' voice, and I remember it was like, no, it's not Ryan Reynolds. It's like I've have, I've have watched so many of this man's you, movies. You were right. I know his cadence. you were totally right. And out I went and I because I was like, I gotta look up. <laughs> And they're like, "Yes, David Litch directed it. It's
0: not necessarily Ryan Reynolds' character. It's not his
1: character. But he lent his voice. But David Lich had him do the voice because in Deadpool two, he had him do the voice of the Juggernaut because he was on on set doing it. It's like, all right, he they let him do it. and Champ Nightingale. It's great because he's." Credit as Champ Nightingale, which is an alter ego of Ryan Reynolds. So I just love that there are so many oh, layers to that. Oh shit,
0: that's your
1: Twitter handle yes. right now. Like, not your Twitter uh, handle, but like the name. Yes. or whatever. <laughs> uh, so it was like oh, Champ Nightingale. I love that. So should have caught that little teaser. But uh, I w- like, it was every part of this movie. I mean, it was just it was pure action fun. I think in a way I haven't seen in a long time. It had all the best, the, the best of the best in that in that right. And like there there are movies on my list that are better movies than this one. Um Ford versus Ferrari is a far and away better movie than this one. <laughs> but this is just But like, you don't have to apologize. But I was like it, this this is my yeah, silver medal and it, yeah. it if this had not been the year of Avengers Endgame this probably would have been my gold. Because I loved it. Beautifully. Beautiful. I can't say anything else.
0: Uh it is fun. Yes. Nothing it it fun. is like it is like live action cartoon fun. Yes. Okay, we got time to talk about one more one movie. More. Um so my number one, I, I saw it the moment I saw it. I said, Pfft, "Number one movie of the year." It totally landed. It, it was everything I wanted it to be, and all other movies of 2019 has they got an uphill battle. You know, oh, and there there were some challengers. Uh, Irishman was up there for a little while. Joker was up there for a little while. Ford versus Ferrari gave it a push, uh, but it's Quentin Tarantino's ninth feature film. Once upon a time in
1: Hollywood. I knew that was going to be
0: here. it. It was so good. I. Uh, It's the movie that I've watched the most this year. I've already watched it like four times. Mm -hmm. I I saw it in theaters, and I watched a bootleg version of it as soon as I could, like a cam version. (laughs) Then I bought it, and I've watched it twice since then. And I want to watch the commentaries and all that stuff. I'll watch it more times. It's the movie in 2019 I bet I'll end up watching the most. And that's
1: one of my qualifiers. It was – I remember – because it wasn't necessarily something for me that was like – it detracted the movie because I'm like, okay, it's got Brad Pitt. It's got Leonardo DiCaprio. It's got some really great people in the movie. I loved
0: everybody's performance. And, and Margot Robbie.
1: Directed by uh, Quentin Tarantino. I'm like, you know, I'm not a huge Tarantino fan, but I was like, okay, this one looks, I mean, it looks really everything. From, but I just remember watching the trailers. I was like, what the hell is what, this? What, what, is, what is it?
0: Yeah. I don't know. I have no I, idea I what it's about. I felt the same way. I had faith in it, though. Yes. But I was just like, I don't get what's happening here. Is See, for the longest time, it was like the Charlie Manson movie. Yes. Because uh, from what I read from a couple of years ago it was like, oh, Quentin Tarantino's tackling Charlie Manson. Yeah, it's I like, remember reading about that. Oh shit! Okay, all right. Yeah, that's this, a heavy topic. Let's uh, see how this is going to get We're talking about like a Royale with cheese now or something. Because you know Quentin Tarantino is a very specific type of filmmaker. Yes. Like he's gonna, you know, he he's like if Kevin Smith had made it mainstream. You know, like yes. he's the, he's the all about the conversations. He's, he's very rated R. He's an appreciator of movies of all kinds of genres. He he does all genres, makes it cool. Uh, he attracts top talent. And, you know, he he just, I, I just, I love all of his movies, man. I love all the pacing of the movies. I just get it. Whatever he's laying down, I'm a fan. I, you know, I, I'm watching this movie. There are just parts of the movie are just like, I'm just along for the ride, man. I don't yep. even really understand why any of this matters. But, like, I'm so
1: into it. Oh, I, I didn't see it in theaters. Uh, you you saw it and raved about it, and I was like, I wanted to try and catch it, and it left before I got a chance to, and so I just went ahead and said, you know, because I, I buy a lot of movies anyways. Like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm just going to go ahead and say, it. like, I think it was the first day it was out on Voodoo, and I went ahead and was like, all right, let me get it, and I'm just I'm going to go for it, uh, and if it's if it's one of those things, is like, I didn't like, it's not. I know it's not going to suck, but if it's when I was like, it, this is not necessarily my cup of tea. It's like, eh, I've I've invested more in less. Um, and I watched it, and I was like, "This movie is fantastic," and and it's it's one of those like I, I think I think one of the one of the tests of a great director and of a great story is because I think this it was about two and a half hours long. Yeah, it I was think, long. I think if you make a movie that's over two hours, but it never ever feels like it, that mm-hmm. means you are a phenomenal. Oh my god, this movie a phenomenal was phenomenal storyteller. It began and ended, and I was just like in my seat like. I could have had more of that. Oh, yeah. I could have had more of that. <laughs> and I I love the whole idea of that being a sub genre of films where, because it's, I mean, like, we, we have so many movies that are, are, are coming at us now, of like, you know, based on a true story. Hmm. And I love the idea that you have a true story <laughs> up to a point. Uh, and then, mean, yeah. You just create a whole new timeline. Right. And I was like,
0: well, a Tarantino did it already with Inglorious Bastards, yes. with like Hitler's demise. Yes. It's like, and and i'm, I'm mad at my, i'm not mad at myself but i'm disappointed in myself for not under like knowing that that's where it was going because throughout the movie i'm like man i'm really enjoying this this whole story about rick dalton and his stuntman yes it's so good and you know that his next door neighbor is uh, uh polanski, and, polanski. And, and right and so you know and they're, they're they're throwing up dates you know and you see you know it's coming you know what's gonna happen and it's like by like hour two, and you I'm, you don't feel the movie in a bad way, but you know the movie's con- it's coming to yeah. the conclusion because they're they're talking about it, like they're going through the times at like eight p.m. You know, we did this at yeah. 8, eight fourteen. We went, it's like you know it's coming, and then there it is. Like you got the you know his his followers, his children, and they're like they're coming up, but then here comes Rick Dalton, drunk in his like margarita, <gasps> and he's like yelling at him, and they're and they're like, I think that was Rick Dalton. I, when I was a kid, I had him on my lunchbox, and the, yes, and I'm thinking I'm like. This is fucking nuts. This is like Charles Manson, or not Charles Manson, but like you know, there's a grisly murders about to take place, and I'm loving this so yeah, much. Like, <laughs> I'm laughing at these morons. It's like, I don't think this is exactly how this played out. No, right, right. But then, then they go up, but then, and it, and it ends so fantastic. Like I don't want to spoil it if you it's it's out on video now check it out because it it's so funny Like could talk about satisfying it's it's such a satisfying ending for me like the the theater was in stitches man they were loving it, it so was hard really great. and <laughs> it's it the whole time it's playing out for the longest time i was like this is such a shame you know that this is going to end like this but certain events start happening and then it dawned on me i'm like Oh, inglorious bastards! Okay, I get it. Yep. And by the time, by the time drunken like Leonardo DiCaprio rolls into his pool, and he goes and gets the flamethrower, that I was like, I sh- if I could have stood and applauded in that moment, I would have. I was like,
1: that that moment made me realize, like, you know what? There really aren't enough flamethrowers in movies right now. <laughs> it's like I could watch this all day long. It. It's
0: it's from it's from like the oh so I so I guess that it spans like the sixties and seventies yeah. mainly, uh, and it, again we're we're getting some really good movies in yeah. that time period that aren't about the space race <laughs> yeah or or just Woodstock or hippies in general yeah. like I just I loved watching all of the old fashioned like Rick Dalton's kind of at the end of his career so like they're showing the the supplemental m- scenes and stuff for Once Upon a Time is great. They they show commercials for like Apple cigarettes, like yes. a brand that they they made up. They they show like the entire sequence for like, you know, Bounty Law. You know, yes. like they showed like a whole recorded sequence like you see a bit of it in the movie, but they show like all of it in the in the supplemental material. I'm like, I want to watch all of this. I love this world and this universe that they're building. And I'm just interested in it. I love the whole part with the whole scene with Timothy Oliphant. And you got like the scene where like, you know, like Leonardo DiCaprio's crying, the little girl says oh, something yes. to him. Yep, yep, I could yep. never even understand what he was saying. Because, yep. you know, she's like, that's the best acting I've ever seen. Yeah. And he cries. And I'm like, what the fuck is he even saying there? But he says Rick fucking Dalton. And you get it after you see the yep. movie. Like as soon as he said it in the movie, I was like, Oh, I get it. But that that whole like 30, 40, like, I don't know, went on like 20 minutes or something. And that's playing along like that scene's happening where he's like, you know, he's in his trailer. He's getting makeup. The director comes up. He's like, I want to dress you like this hippie cowboy, man. And he's like reluctantly going along. He's stumbling his lines. He's like beating himself up back in the trailer because he's like, well, I love margarita. Whiskey sours. I don't even like whiskey sours. God damn it. Like I love it so much, and and he's like, "You're gonna blow your brains out if you don't get this right." And he nails the scene. It's got like Timothy Oliphant, oh. you know. It's like,
1: oh god, it's so good. Everything about it really was executed perfectly. It was
0: it was exactly what I wanted, and and you know, Mar- and, and like the whole like you know Sharon Tate. It, it was really just incidental like stuff, you know. Like there's like this whole Amelia, um, Emil Hirsch, yeah like thing going on Love like drama, none of it even um, matters no none of it matters like none of it there's a sweet little scene where like she walks up to a movie theater that she's starring in yep. and like they're like they don't really care you know like is they're in hollywood she's like oh i'm in this movie and they're just like you are okay, well, let's take your picture, I guess.
1: <laughs> I love I love that they actually left the scene the way that it was from that movie. Like Sharon Tate's yeah. actually in that movie, yeah, and she's sitting in the theater watching her scenes. Yes, yes. And I was like, they didn't put-, put
0: their shoes off, yeah. you know? Like, and I was yeah.
1: like, because it's when I was like, with today's technology, you could have put Margot Robbie in that movie with Dean Martin yeah. and have those scenes play out. But they left it, and I was yeah. so glad because he's he's such a guy that that appreciates. Film he's very from, respectful, and, and it's like I just I love that little touch. Was like, all right, here's my Sharon Tate, and we're gonna show her in a movie that she's in. But here's actual Sharon Tate. Yeah,
0: I just enjoy the hell out of that movie so much. I love all the fake Italian movies they show. Oh yeah, <laughs> Well, they got the movie posters, he does so much. There's so many details. I want to see all of the supplemental shit that didn't even get used. Oh, movie I, posters and 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 everything. And the I love Al, uh, Al Pacino's in this? Yes. As the agent yep. the Schwartz guy,
1: anyway. I uh, I love I love the one little throwaway scene with uh um uh Brad Pitt and
0: uh um Bruce Lee. Oh, Bruce Lee, Lee? Yes. Oh, yes. That was <laughs> He's just, with Kurt
1: Russell and he's everything. Beating the
0: crap <laughs> I was like, yeah, because he lets he get the best of him the one time, I yeah. guess, just to see what he's got, <laughs> and he
1: throws him <laughs> into the car. It's so great because he's like, okay, Bruce Lee is obviously the star here. Yeah, he's the he's we need because he, he's in Green Hornet. Yeah. He's Kato in this, and he, he he he, you know that um that Brad Pitt's character has an appreciation for. This is the guy because he you know. I mean, because he's he's Rick Dalton's stunt double, so right. he knows the he's industry. In the business. He knows that yeah. this guy is the money behind this movie, right. and he has just he has weaselled his way as an extra in this movie, and he's just backstage <laughs> is like you just let Bruce Lee just run his mouth because you just let him do that, right? But he but, couldn't. But no, he's like it. I'm going to throw him into a car. <laughs> I'm going to challenge you to a fight. Like, I'm going to beat the shit out of Jack <laughs> or uh, Bruce Lee. Oh, and I was God. like, this is great. This is fantastic. Yeah,
0: that that was, and that was a funny little scene in the trailer too yeah. it's like any man who kills another man in a fight it go you know that you're going to go to jail it's called manslaughter <laughs> i love all the Brad Pitt's oh, deliveries and on the ranch like that whole scene with Bruce Dern who's yes. in it like none of, none of it played out like I expected it to
1: it was just great and i i love I love that juxtaposition too of like he was such good friends with Rick and they did everything together yeah but their lives were so incredibly different like oh my Rick gosh. has this but great he never
0: it was never like a sore spot no, for him he was they were just friends. thankful he was friends they were, they were he was thankful to have what he yeah. had uh and, and there's and on top of that there's this like weird like did he or didn't he murder his wife
1: yeah you're like <laughs> There's this whole like subplot. Like, should I be concerned about this? Like, is this a thing? And they're like, Oh no, we just added that for the heck of it. It's like, yeah, and what? they don't show it. They just they leave it hanging there. Like,
0: oh, oh, okay, oh, 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 all right. I'm scared, kind of. What? <laughs> but I, think, right. I guess it's just to to give him more color, just yeah. f- like fill him out a little bit more. Yeah, he's unpredictable.
1: Like, and and I think that's another one of those things where it's like when you uh, like there's so many movies, movies we both love that like if you re- like I could sit down and I could start poking things in Endgame. I was like, if you really sit down, you could do that. But the thing is, I think we would both agree that the sign of a really great movie is you just don't want to. You don't like, care. I, don't, yeah. I was like, I know there are faults in this right, movie. Right, I don't right. care because it's so good. It's I just love it that me. much. It, it's, it's delivering. It's hitting everything. Yeah. And I just
0: love that. So I, I'm happy that it, it never wavered. I, I saw it. I guess it came out in the summer. Yeah. Which is an odd time period yeah. for like a movie. Like Because the summer, I, I wanted to look, okay, so, you know. It feels like a lot of my movies came out towards the end of the year that made my list. Um uh, Joker, Ford vs. Ferrari, The Irishman, uh, Knives Out, 1917, Star Wars. Yeah, lo- yeah. So like Long Shot was a summer movie that kind of came and went. And so there are some summer movies. But my point is, summer always gets the the headlines, yeah. and the glory. Everybody looks forward to those movies, but like it's like the end of the year is like where the real good movies come out you, yeah there like.
1: was a there was a lot that came out in november and october that was really worthwhile
0: but yeah uh once upon a
1: time once upon a time in hollywood my number one
0: uh it, it's one of my favorite tarantino movies and that's just like i love him so much like i can't even say it's definitively my favorite tarantino movie because like there are uh, there's so many good ones yeah i just love even his like worst there's a quote-unquote bad ones are really good for me yeah so anyway uh, i want to do honorable mentions real quick I don't, yes go for it okay um the movie the movie, I'm so saddened that it didn't stay in my list that it just kept getting punched down was Dolomite is my name. I wanted so badly to put that in my top 10 because <laughs> I thought it was a really good movie. And Eddie Murphy...
1: I still need to watch it.
0: Um, it's really good. It's like a really, really fun movie. He has a lot of fun with it. It's a great, like, true story type movie, like biopic, whatever you want to call it. But it's it's the best work Eddie Murphy's done in a long, long time. And he's a he's an actor that I always want to root for, but he just... Inevitably does a bunch of shit.
1: He's making a comeback.
0: And he, he kind of went into hiding for a while. Yeah. And then he, so he had this, and then his performance on SNL was great. Oh, yeah perfect got me excited for coming to america too whereas i w- probably wouldn't have been otherwise beverly hills got four beverly hills got four is on the horizon maybe probably i'm excited about that. so you know eddie murphy he's one of those guys it's just up down up down up down you never know where he's gonna be but uh i love dolomite as my name i i highly recommend it I, i'm and saddened it Netflix, that i right? it didn't make my 10 like i long shot nudged it out i i was just like i could have flipped a coin man um it Chapter 2. I yep. have to throw some love to It Chapter 2. It, it just wasn't as strong as the first movie. But I mean, it's it, it couldn't it couldn't compete. Uh the the, the 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 like it's just like the book. It's pretty faithful to the book. Yeah. So it's not like they did a bad job with the movie, but in the end I just, you know, it was an impossible like it it, it was it was around my top 10 and just kept getting shoved out when I started seeing better movies yeah. from the later later part of the year um and then i guess uh let's i'll just i'll restrict myself to one more um you go four because i came up with another one while you were talking oh okay so toy story four i want to give some love to toy story four i was uh they could have left it alone at toy story three yep. it was a fitting ending in toy story three but there was a bit of there was too much melancholy at the end of toy story yeah. three i feel like i feel like toy story four like it, they, it was a good story, yeah. and I like I much prefer the way things ended in Toy Story yep. 4 than I, it did with Toy Story 3. Even though I was like a big fan of Toy Story 3, I loved it, but it was too, more, too melancholy for my Toy yeah. Story. And then I guess my final movie is um, I Gotta Give Some Love to Zombieland 2. I had a lot of fun with Zombieland the 2. The Bill Murray scene in that was just phenomenal. I hate Mondays. It <laughs> <gasps> uh, so was only on set one day. And, for uh, a few hours, and so what? What are your what are your shout outs?
1: Uh, my I got I got four. I had three, but I came up with one while you were talking about it. Chapter two, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the Mustang, um, that one came out earlier in the year. Um, was it wasn't a big one, but it was it it caught my eye. Uh, guys in prison. And he's uh, kind of in a strange relationship with his daughter. Just he, he, His character has a lot of violence kind of just built up in him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he gets put into this program. Um, oddly enough, Bruce Dern runs. Bruce Dern showed up. Because Bruce Dern was in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Bruce guy. Good year for Bruce good, Dern. Good year
0: for Bruce Dern. You um, can never have enough
1: Bruce Dern. No. He's He's, uh, he's great. Um, but he gets put in this program where they're, they they uh, break these wild – these mustangs, these wild horses. And okay. So okay. It's this great allegory for his life, and it was just – it was a really um, good movie, I thought. I'll, I'll have to look for that. It was – I enjoyed it. Quite I'm, a bit.
0: I'm always up for Bruce Dern.
1: Um Yesterday, um, that mm-hmm. one was kind of a surprise one for me. You,
0: you sent me the code for that. I need to yeah. watch it.
1: I, I, I'm i not a big Beatles guy, um, and it, it, it reads – I mean, there's a lot of notes that read similar – like a, a, a standard romantic comedy – but I just I felt like it was a really really it, it was a good it was a sweet movie, um, and it was it was fun it was a little bit different premise, um, you know there's this event that happens in the whole world there's things that are just omitted from the world's uh, memory, hmm. and one of them is the Beatles. No, oh shit, <laughs> no one knows, no one's heard of the Beatles anymore. But this this guy, the main character, he's one of he's he he's the That's only person like that science remembers fiction him. here. Yeah, he's the only person that remembers them. and so he he starts. Claiming credit for all these Beatles movies or Beatles songs, Uh and becomes this international pop sensation. It's kind of like Zombie Land too. It's it's (laughs) it it was
0: and there there was there was everybody knows Bob Dylan jackass.
1: (laughs) That was a really great line. Yeah. Um, uh, Then my my third one, and this one this one teetered for a while. I almost had it in the top ten. Okay, um, but Dumbo.
0: Oh, Dum- interesting.
1: Dumbo, because I was... I, that was better than I expected. I was really hesitant because Tim Burton was directing it. I'm and surprised. Tim, he has such a tone. But I was yeah, like, because yeah. I f- I mean, that movie, I mean, there's a lot of really emotional parts of that movie, yeah. and I thought yeah, he yeah. executed it so well. It was just... it was. I need to go back and watch that because I saw it at the drive-in. Yeah, and uh, it's so
0: dark towards the end of the movie, and I I feel like I need to watch it again. So, and it's probably on Disney Plus. I bet.
1: I would. I would imagine. If not, it will be soon. Yeah, I have it on DVD, Blu-ray borrow it, you can. I don't want to, <laughs> um, but I, I just thought, I thought it was a really, I mean, there were parts where it's was like, okay, there's parts of this movie that he could take and make really dark. And it would just kind of not ruin Dumbo, but take it in a direction. Where like, eh, I don't know if I really like it. It was but sweet. I thought it was I, like yeah. the relationship between him and, and his mom was just, I mean, it was really emotional and they played that so well. And just Colin Farrell and his kids, like there were so many notes. I was like, wow, Tim Burton really nailed this one. You
0: can memory. hand Colin Farrell, some material and he you know he he can really nail it he's he's become a really reliable actor yeah he's 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 frustrating like
1: he he, I feel like he really flushed away the early part of his career it was a lot of his early stuff is not great yeah but he's come back around and is like okay ever since in Bruges like a
0: really enjoyed Colin Farrell
1: he's uh, like seven psychopaths he's great in mm-hmm. I'm really excited for the gentleman that's I think the I movie. think that'll be good I'm s- I-, I think that's gonna end up on my 2020 list I'm just calling it right now I wow calling an up early by. shot yeah that one looks really good to me but um, alright and then my last one is Ready or Not I thought that was No,
0: oh, that's the last one I have too ah. Like I was gonna throw it in a L- little bit lacking in horror this list <clears> but, <throat> but I mean Ready or Not was really inventive and
1: fun it was Ready a fun not, horror movie it was my favorite <laughs> horror movie of 2019 it yeah was, I could say that i thought it hit really well like it was a little bit different i liked the female lead she's one of the uh uh kids from the bill and uh bill and ted oh yeah yep she she plays we- um, weaving is it like samara weaving or something, something yeah something like that I don't know. she plays uh ted's daughter right and so i'm really i'm excited about that because i liked her oh she a lot. plays ted's daughter i think yeah oh, okay. i think there's the the little bit flippant yeah, they flip, flip okay between the, the I, I assumed I, it would have been think like that I okay. think that's how okay. it's going to go. But, so I'm uh, looking. I, I really enjoyed her. Yeah. She she was that was a good vehicle for her. That, and that <laughs> it was. It was a. It was a fun. It was one of those like off the beaten path. Like it was not getting a lot of play. was mm-hmm. not, Was not getting a lot of talk. It was just when I was like, let's. I we, saw
0: one trailer for it, and I a couple people that I like follow on Twitter we saying some positive things about it. And I was like, what the hell is this
1: ready or not? Cause you went and saw it at theaters in it, theaters. did you? Uh, no, I, I, it was playing at the drive-in when I tried to watch it at the drive-in right. while we were there watching. Is that when Pennywise was on the truck? Yes. <laughs> yes. Cause they had uh i forget what was playing up on the kid's screen, but in the back where kids could turn around yeah. and look, it's like, you got ready or not. I was like, You don't have to hear the audio to see that guy getting shot through the head. Like what? I was like, okay, this is really poor. Don't turn around, kids. Don't look at that screen.
0: I don't know about this. Yikes! But yeah, I I, call yourself a
1: family (laughs) drive-in. Yeah, and it was it was family night. Too. It was like, hey, bring all the kids up. We're going to show a couple of cartoons you, on the main you're screen. You're not going to not like, have Pennywise
0: drive so you through You got Pennywise
1: <laughs> driving through here. And then on the back, you got ready or not. That's playing? why I'm
0: convinced he showed up
1: on the wrong night. I was like, what? The and the they is? were just like, you
0: look so fantastic.
1: Like, oh, I was good out there. It must be next week. It's like, yeah, I'll just hop in this bus and scare the crap out of all these oh, kids. look well, guys?
0: You got three hours of 2019 goodness. That yes. was a long one. But, yes. Uh, it's a top it 10. Went by pretty fast. It's a top 10. Yeah. yeah. It, deserves, it deserves a bit lengthier yes. podcast. So hope you guys enjoyed it yes i uh, hope you guys agree with our lists if not that's okay yes you know i feel but i feel like with our lists together you got some pretty solid movies it was a great movie a great got year got some, for movies we had some overlap but we also had some yes. unique movies of our own so Glad we did i am a little surprised that once upon
1: a time in hollywood was nowhere on your list yeah it uh, there, that was that was, but the, that's
0: how strong of a year
1: it was. There were so many really yeah. great movies, it's like it would have been in the top 20, no problem. But it was yeah. like it, when you're whittling down to the 10, you're like, because <sighs> even Knives Out that was a hard one to admit. But it was like, well, we've got a future
0: so, episode where we're going to be doing the, the best of the decade. Can decade. you imagine oh how freaking hard that's going to be? That's going to be a, nightmare. a good decade.
1: Even thinking about like, okay, if you took your number one movie from all 10 years, yeah, it you, doesn't work that way. It was like, oh, you can't you <laughs> just do that, it like, <laughs> doesn't yeah, work
0: that way. That's so hard. That way. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, We've been the Cinemasters Universe. I've been your host on the left, Ron Avis. I've been your host to the north, Adam Peterson. We'll see you next time. Later.